Welcome to the cockpit. My name's Ryan and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am oh so excited to talk to each and every one of you about our New York Jets. The playoff chances we may have, a great loss by a division rival. Jets got a little lucky with the Dolphins and Patriots losing. Have a little bit of luck on our side still. So you're saying there's a chance. Up here I have reflected the updated... Uh, records of the teams we're kind of competing with in terms of playoff spot as well as their final few uh, games, as well as the roadmap that the Jets need and the percentage chances they have based on the wins or losses with their final three games. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the Jets' loss to the Lions, everything that went into that, Zach Wilson's performance, uh, Robert Sala's coaching decisions as far as when to use timeouts, as well as all the other performers uh, or maybe guys that maybe didn't perform. Uh, all this will be covered tonight. I've got the uh, the Packer game on as well. Have that sort of brewing down here, watching that as we're going through all this. Uh, and then at 8.30, we're going to go to the phones. And you guys are going to get three minutes to plead your case after three minutes. That's it! You're out of here! That's right. You get ejected from the cockpit. So make sure you have all your questions well thought out, because otherwise I toss you out with the bathwater. Um, I will pin the link to our call-in uh, thing in the live chat. It'll be pinned comment in there. Uh, we're going to do the same thing as last week. Click on that. I'll be able to preload four people. Uh, and then if it says connecting on your side, just sit there and wait because once I get through the fourth person or get through one person, the next person on the list kind of hops up. So it just means you're in waiting. Um, yeah. So we will talk about all of that. Ah, I see you guys in the chat. Harlan, Flight, Big Green, Gang Green, NY Jets Fan 4, Chris, Kelly, Joe S, Snowball, Steve. Kev, JMG, Jim Storm, Lewis, John. Thank you guys for hanging out. Hit that like button if you enjoy the show. All right. So let me give you a little bit of my analysis after kind of sitting on this loss um, after a day. Uh, I definitely made my five takeaway video, I would say a little brash. <laughs> I think I was a little excessively... Uh, upset at Zach Wilson when that probably should be directed in a different direction as well as the Lions like the Lions are a good team they are an up-and-coming team anyone who's watched them the last month and a half can say that team has been playing good football now you know whether or not that should mean what the Jets did yesterday was okay or not is <laughs> totally in the eyes of the beholder I think the Jets still should have been able to score more than 17 points um but yeah, just a frustrating thing all the way around. And, and credit the Lions for being able to take care of business on their end. Uh, in the live chat, I do have a poll question for you guys. Grade Zach Wilson's performance. Uh, we got the little muscular arm, a thumbs up, a thumbs down, or a middle finger. Uh, so you guys can kind of go through that. Let's talk. Let's start right there with our, our quarterback, because obviously there's a lot up in the air for Thursday, depending on if Mike White can get back from... Uh, his rib injury. I would say it's pretty far-fetched to have that happen. I think we're definitely missing him for this Thursday. And then at least we get a 10-day break. It's almost like a mini-buy at this point in the season. So the Jets really need to capture this win because then you you might be able to get White back 
for the Seattle game. But we'll see. Uh, maybe Zach Wilson did enough for you this game for you to want to just continue starting him the rest of the way out. Who knows? You can let me know. Uh, Zach Wilson yesterday finished 18 of 35, 317 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. And he's just so incredibly frustrating to watch because when I look at Zach Wilson's game and you see the off-script stuff and you see him just throw the ball, you know, the the, the first touchdown to Uzama where he's running, like, to his left, turns, whips his leg around, and just cranks one to the other side of the field. Or the fourth down, I think it was fourth down play, uh, the play just before the field goal at the end of the game where he threw it across his body, back to Elijah Moore. Like, those types of plays are the impressive talent that everyone saw coming out of BYU. And, and him to be able to do that is really cool. But then you get some other situations where it's like, okay, he's getting hit or he's trying to throw across his body or he has, you know, whatever, just had a bad situation and he throws a duck and it's swabbling in the air. And then out of nowhere, Michael Carter comes in and jumps and, and catches the ball on the left hand, you know, along the left hand sideline. Like that to me, that, that could have been an interception. And it's not to say, you know, Mike White didn't have his opportunities to potentially throw interceptions as well. But, like, that's just bad decision-making. Like, that's not something that I want to, to see from Zach. And it's just some of the easy stuff that's frustrating. Like, 317 yards is a nice stat line. Two touchdowns, one interception. Again, another nice stat line. The interception was bad. It led to three points. Um another ill-advised throw it, it, like it just looked like he didn't even read the coverage on that side of the field like didn't even expect that they would have safety help over there but then i like i sit back and i'm like all right he's still in his second year like <laughs> is this kid gonna get better and like I, you know i'm just upset because of of where we are currently as a franchise and you know where we thought we might be able to be at the end of the season and the fact that we're on a like a one and what are we one and four one and five skid at this point start of the season six and three are currently seven and seven just brutal but i watch zach and there's a lot of times i feel like okay he's about to get it he's gonna figure this out then he has a bad pass to barrios in the flat or he's just missing guys left and right like you saw garrett wilson throw his hands up like wide open zach wilson just completely missing him and it i, I want to say it was like the first four passes of the game too i was going back and watching the every throw because i was like you know what there's a few people that are upset at me for the way i was upset at zach wilson but clearly i must be mistaken <laughs> because these people are pissed so i was like all right let me let me take a look at this rewatch it and i'm looking at him like man you know there's like a handful of wow plays um i'm not they were wow and they would be impressive i i would say he is trusting his athleticism far more than he's trusting the scheme or trusting his his mind when he sees things that or maybe he's just not even seeing the things maybe his mind's not even catching it but i feel like he just makes everything so much more difficult for him than he has to be and i feel like playing within the offense would allow you to get those yak opportunities that you got to see like the fact that garrett wilson was able to get 98 yards yesterday feels like nothing short of a miracle I don't know. I was very um, underwhelmed overall by the by the team in general yesterday. So it's not all on Zach. And I would say he's probably, you know, reason three maybe that uh, the team did not perform well. I thought the defense held its own for the most part. Uh, I do blame that, you know, obviously the punt return touchdown. It's not like entirely on, 
It's on special teams. I think the defense deserves a sliver or some sort of blame because of the way the Lions offense just drove right down their throat to the half-yard line. I think that was the catalyst that caused the touchdown that was on the punt. That's no excuse for having poor punt coverage and, and you know everything else that, that you could be said for the special teams, but it, it just felt like that was a rough day. This was not our defense's best performance. Uh, clearly, Jared Goff did something that no other quarterback has done yet, and that was not target uh, Sauce Gardner at all. They didn't even try to test him. I think that's a compliment. It's something that Sauce spoke out about and was a little frustrated because he wanted the opportunity to make a big play. And this is something that I think fans will start to have discussions about in terms of Sauce and his utilization in this defense. I think when you look at the way the Jets play their defense and specifically Ulbrich and Salah scheme their defense, there's, I think it's a valid concern that the corners stay on their halves of the field. Like they still play man occasionally and everything. Like it's not like it's a low man percentage, but it's just, if I'm Stefan Diggs and I don't want to be going up against Sauce Gardner, all I have to do is motion into the slot and it's no longer an issue. Like the fact that your best corners are are staying on the outside is when you wind up having like third and fourth string receivers out on the out wide, and then you have you know someone like Diggs or you know whoever insert whatever wide receiver you want, drop it into the slot. Now they're going against Michael Carter the second, which I feel like is what we're starting to see more consistently because the Jets and Michael Carter the second have kind of gotten picked on. I would say the last three weeks. Um, so he's had himself a little bit rough go. I'd like to see this similar to like the Rex years. I want to see a little bit of Rex Ryan defense incorporated into this defense. And I want to see sauce get the Revis treatment where you put him on his own Island and you, you roll coverage the other way. So you bait quarterbacks to throw at sauce. He's got the length that Revis never had. So maybe you're able to generate a few more turnovers baiting him to go that way. Or he chooses to go the opposite direction towards DJ Reed or whoever's on the other side. And now you have safety help. And now you have a little bit more uh, defensive fire. Sorry about that. <laughs> so now you have a little more fire. If, if you roll coverage over to the left-hand side, you have uh, more defensive players on that side of the field that will be able to try and create chaos and turnovers uh, when it's not going towards Sauce Gardner. And I think that's where where we kind of have fallen short the last bunch of weeks. I mean, ever since the Jets beat the Bills at MetLife Stadium, we've had one, I think it's one turnover in the last four games. And it's just, it's clear as day that the Jets offense and defense, they're both trending up in the right direction. But when you don't have the turnovers that give your offense the opportunities to have extra uh, plays in their hands and to score more points, this team's just not capable of uh, overcoming some of the shortcomings that the offense has had. But yesterday, overall, defense, um, lackluster game. We didn't have a, a full stable, obviously no Joyner, no uh, Quinn and Williams. We were a little bit banged up in that regard. But I think there's there's still enough talent on this defense that you should have been able to put up a little bit more of a fight. Um, you know, you could blame... You could always blame it on, on special teams with a kick, missing the 58-yarder at the end there, and you could talk about 
the the punt all you want. I think that was uh, clearly documented. Rough game for them. And then obviously the the big one that I think a lot of people are looking at today. And and Robert Sala was immediately uh, asked questions uh, about it today and and yesterday. And it was how do you feel you used your timeouts, or would you go back and use them differently? if you had a chance. And I think all of us were probably screaming at the TV saying, why are they letting the clock just continually run lower and lower? And the the excuse Robert Sala gave yesterday was the, you know, you were trying to hold your timeouts till that final minute. When you have three timeouts, you're not thinking you're going to need to necessarily use all of them or time shouldn't be an issue. And, you know, that's all well and good. And then he walked us through the different plays and it was the play to Garrett Wilson that we got a first down that looked like we got maybe a favorable spot. Uh, he didn't want New York to go and try to challenge that play within the two minutes and prevent them from getting that first down. And Robert Salas said he overthought it. He wound up sending out, uh, you know, rushing everyone to the line of scrimmage, getting the ball off. Instead of taking the timeout, they probably lost an extra play uh, because of it, but I'll be honest, like as much as the, the timing sucks and we should never have had to deal with a 58 yard field goal, there were a lot of passes that were just missed, absolutely missed on that fourth drive and it, or on that, on that, uh, last drive and the fourth down to Elijah Moore was kind of the play that sort of covered some of that stuff up because we at least got into field goal range. And now we're talking more about like, why are we kicking a 58 yard field goal instead of, you know, you know, being further on down the field. So as much as I really, you know, I, bl- I blame Robert Sala for this loss, you know, more than probably a lot of other, uh, more, more than a lot of other positions, but I still kind of keep coming back to Zach and it's, this guy just can't make the the throws he needs to make. I mean, 50% completion percentage. I think it wound up being what, 51%, 18 of 35. And he was sacked four times. So really he dropped back 39 times and was only able to complete 18 of those 39 attempts or yeah attempts not even talking about the runs he had that may or may not have been designed uh he had three for seven he did have the one rush on third down third and two maybe that was a nice little sneak uh but overall just a a frustrating performance from our team but enough about that right like that's that's the sad stuff we could talk about that all day I feel like I've harped on it the last day and a half. But you know what's really fun to harp on? At least Buffalo did us a solid, took care of the Dolphins. That was a great game. And what else was a great game was that Raiders last second touchdown against the Patriots with Jacoby Myers (laughs) throwing the ball across the field and Chandler Jones puts Mac Jones in a friggin' body bag. (laughs) Slams him six feet down. Oh, I should have made that the poll question. What is worse, the butt fumble or like, I don't even know what that would be called. What is the name of that play for the Patriots? Like one of their worst all-time game-ending plays was when Gronkowski was back there as a safety on a final play against Miami a few years ago. This one, like... (laughs) Why are you lateraling? Dude, you're going to overtime. There's no reason to lateral there. And like just pure panic. I almost blame, was it Stevenson that had the ball first? And he kind of flipped it back to Myers. I think that's what wound up happening. And uh, 
he throws it all the way across the other way. And oh my God, it was just, it was so funny. But I almost blame Stevenson if that was who had it first because he shouldn't have really lateraled it. He should have just kind of fallen down. It is what it is. But um, I see you guys talk about the, the fail Mary, maybe. The lateral loss. That's a good one. Jay Oak says the butt fumble is a thousand percent worse. I would say the butt fumble is more embarrassing because it's called the butt fumble and it was on nationally televised uh, TV with you know, Thanksgiving and just everything being, you know, eyes on that game. But the Jets were losing that game anyway. The butt fumble didn't lose that game for the Jets. This lateral play may cost the Patriots a playoff spot. <laughs> and it lost them the game. Like, that to me is way more boneheaded than, you know, running into the back of an offensive lineman. Like, for me, it was, it's it's an interesting one. You know, no one's going to really remember it because the Patriots have won so many Super Bowls and, and whatever, but the uh, I don't think the butt fumble was necessarily as bad. Uh, Kevin Chattis says, most embarrassing stat for us was allowing two punt returns for touchdowns. Man has to go. Yeah, you talk about people not liking man. <laughs> I mean, the two punt returns were bad enough. The dude is the reason we don't have Trevor Lawrence. He tackled the kick returner on our like one of our final plays against the Rams that ultimately cost us the draft pick of Trevor Lawrence. That in and of itself is enough reason to be jettisoned <laughs> off this team. Uh, poor Braden, man. I was hoping he would turn into something like much better than he has been, and he's got a booming leg. But I feel like every week I have this sort of conversation with myself where I'm like, Oh, he's like, not that bad, but oh, he had this flub or oh, he had this shank or oh, they scored a touchdown. And it's like, that's enough questioning from a punter that like that shouldn't happen. Like Morstead really should be our punter right now. The fact that we allowed him to walk out the door uh, in place of man is uh, not a great decision. And that 2020 draft class just really is not looking uh, too great. Not looking too great at all. Uh, I thought I saw a comment in here. Where did I see it? There's Joe S. Joe S says, as good as Garrett Wilson is, he has to calm down with his antics. Um, If I had to put up with wide receiver drama, this is exactly the kind of wide receiver drama I'd prefer to have. Unless I miss something, like, Garrett Wilson's been awesome. I saw him hugging Zach Wilson at the end of the game, consoling him, trying to show his support. He's with the team no matter what. But, uh, yeah, let's talk about it real quick. I didn't even make a video about it, and I wound up leaving the thumbnail up <laughs> during my post game. I didn't realize I had it up. Garrett Wilson got fined for that hit in the Buffalo game. Poyer clocks him a yard out of bounds in the head. He gets... You know, he gets up, he's upset. He gets fined $15,000 for yapping? For yapping? Are you kidding me? He got that because he tweeted out that a that a ref told him, oh, this ain't Ohio State. That's the exact reason he got that fine. It's not because he was yapping. That is the equivalent of shut up and dribble in the NFL. That is the shut up and dribble, shut up and do your job, don't start questioning all these things over here. That's not okay. You shouldn't be doing that. Know your place. 
Get back there, $15,000 fine. That's asinine. The NFLPA better go after this. There is no reason why Garrett Wilson should have been fined that uh, at all. And Poyer didn't get anything. <laughs> like, it's clearly out of Like, that's not a football play. Ugh. Brutal. Mikey Mouse says, Zach was decent, but still can't make some throws. There were a couple drops and that non-call defensive pass interference. Beautiful throw, by the way. Uh, also, for a guy with a strong arm, consistently throws long balls short. Yeah, like, that's the other thing, too. Like, even a lot of, like, the bomb passes that Zach Wilson had yesterday were bomb passes that were, like, punts. Like, that that throw that we were all making fun of Tua for at the beginning of training camp where he threw the bomb to Tyree kill. And they're like, and the dolphins were all excited. Like, Oh, here comes a bomb from Tua. And it's like, it looks like a punt. <laughs> Tyree kills just catching it. Like he's returning a punt. That's what it felt like for a lot of Zach Wilson's throws. Like they weren't going crazy far. And for a dude that has such a strong arm and is able to really get the ball down the field, you think he'd be able to like do something a little better than that. Uh, so yeah, I'm right there with you. Joe S. says, every time Zach misses him, he throws up his arms. I think some of it is him throwing up his arms for his quarterback. I think some of it is throwing up his arms for a flag. Um, I think either way, you probably have to control your emotions a little bit better. But the play he threw his hands up with, I think it's the one that we're both talking about here. Like, Zach was not close. This is incredibly frustrating for the wide receiver room. There's no way they're happy that Zach Wilson is starting right now. I think it's uh, pretty bad. Uh, Radon, Radovan comes in and says, Talking about performance the whole season, Whitehead and Lawson are Jags. Got to go. Also, can we get some designed ribs? <laughs> <laughs> runs is what I think you meant. Get some designed runs for Zach. Yeah. Talk about like, I don't want to say bad signings. Cause like, I really like Carl Lawson a lot. I like him the person. I don't blame his Achilles injury on any sort of, uh, previous injury history. It's not like an ACL tear is indicative of future Achilles tears. <laughs> like for those of you that are like bitching about fucking, you know, injuries and whatnot, that's not the right one to do, but you could be upset that he got injured. And we wasted a, a year of his contract. And this year, he's at, what, four, maybe five sacks? Like, this is par for the course for him. This is kind of what he's done his entire career, where he's generated pressure and just hasn't been able to close it out. So I would be shocked if uh, Lawson were back with the Jets next year. I think he's definitely going to get cut, um, especially now that you've seen Jermaine Johnson have some success. You've seen uh, Michael Clemens have some success. You have John Franklin Myers that you like keeping out there. And then you have Bryce Hoff as well. So there's a lot of opportunities. And I would also go so far as to say the Jets should, this is one of those positions the Jets should just continuously draft high upside guys uh, and just hope you can groom them. Guys that you can turn into maybe something, you know, Bryce Huff-like. I'd like to see something like that. Uh, so yeah, I do think that Lawson... Uh, has not performed well, and I think he will be gone at the end of the season. As far as Whitehead, I like Whitehead, but man, all season long, he has just drove me nuts with his inability to wrap up. And, you know, there's a few plays. There, I think it was the Eagles game in the preseason. I think it was the Bengals game. 
on the long pass after the John Franklin Myers injury uh, um, penalty that extended the Bengals' drive, ultimately leading to a touchdown. He's had a few like hits where he just doesn't wrap up. This guy doesn't know how to tackle, and he hits the piss out of people. So like I want to see him just sort of do the fundamental thing and wrap up, get bring the ball carrier down. And like I don't know. I just Whitehead's not someone that I'm overly upset about. Like he's not like I wouldn't mind upgrading from him, but we still need another safety on the other end with with LaMarcus Joyner probably not coming back next year. Um so I would hold on to Whitehead personally. I think keeping him for another season is is all right. I think you have him for 3 years anyway. So I would hold on to him for next year. Upgrade your your free safety on the other side and then maybe the following season if you don't have someone internally that has increased their level of play, then maybe you decide you want to uh draft someone else, bring in a free agent, something along those lines. But I I do agree with Radovin here. I do think that Whitehead and Lawson have both been Jags. And for those of you guys that don't know what Jags are, it's just a guy. J-A-G. Just a guy. Um, and that is how they've how they've played all season. So I'm uh, not uh, upset with that take by any stretch. Um, Jetta Buttercup says, Zach will be the starter in 2023, whether any of you like it or not. I think it's far more likely that he's here than not here. Um, he would really have to royally piss off like all the coaches and all his teammates for him to not be here. Like he said all the right things after the game yesterday and like, like, were you satisfied with your performance? And, and you know, no, he, he said he wasn't satisfied. He thought he could have done more to help his team win. And I think he learned from, you know, previous weeks that it's like, Oh, you know, I got to watch what I say. I got to make sure I say the right things. And I'm not going to crucify a guy, you know, for, for his post game interview per se, uh, I know it definitely rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, but I do still think that that Zach Wilson is a victim of of a brain fart, <laughs> just, just accidentally saying something stupid and not reading the room, uh, talking about the the no, I did not let my defense down thing a few years ago. Um, but as far as Zach being the starter in 2023, I would love for that to be the case, but I really think Joe Douglas is going to have a competition, whether that be with Mike White, who I think is has the highest percentage chance of being here next year compared to any other quarterback that we could bring in. Um, I would like to see a competition of Mike White, Zach Wilson, and like a third-round rookie. And the third-round rookie is there just to kind of sit and learn, potentially be the backup, because you don't know what's going to happen to Mike White after next year assuming he comes back. I think they're going to sign him to a Band-Aid contract. Hopefully, between him and Zach, one of them can show out. They wind up signing that player. Well, obviously not Zach because they have a few more years with him. Um, but then maybe Zach, Mike White gets his big contract after 2023 if he were to show out the entire season. The other issue with Mike White is the guy can't stay healthy. Like, every hit he takes, I mean, he's gutsy and ballsy as hell. Like, no one's going to, uh, you know, knock him for for his toughness by any stretch of the imagination. But he does get hurt. And when you're not available to be on the field, that is an issue. So sometimes you got to live the fight another day. And I do like that he's earning his teammates respect right now, but I think it's something that if they do want to move forward with Mike white in the future, it's something that I think is worth addressing. Uh, so that way the team in general can have their quarterback in there for more snaps because not having Mike white yesterday, uh, it did hurt the offensive side of the ball. For sure, even though Zach had the 300 yards. Uh, let's see, what else are you guys talking about? 
JMG says the throw where Garrett Wilson got frustrated, it was way off. And even if he caught it, he probably would have been sent to the hospital. Yeah, that was, he got hung out to dry. That was the kind of uh, thing we saw. Uh, Alan says, I'm a Zach supporter. He's just got more potential than Mike. I want to be a good team for a long time, not a team that's good for one year. And I, I think, Alan, I think a lot of us probably share that uh, same mentality overall. Like, I think all of us are probably Zach supporters. I, I don't think um, that doesn't – I'm always going to support Zach as long as he wears a Jet uniform. That doesn't mean I think he should be our starter, um, but I get what you're saying. You think he has more potential because of the arm strength, because of the speed, the elusiveness. And I think there is some some validation for that. Like, I think – when you look at the 49ers and you look at Jimmy Garoppolo, who I would compare similarly to Mike White in that they are mobile in the pocket, but they don't, you know, they're not mobile in the sense of running uh, very frequently. When you look at Zach Wilson and you look at Trey Lance, you're looking at guys that are more mobile. They have the strong arms. Like that's where this offense, or at least the perception of uh, Kyle Shanahan is that this offense needs that caliber of player to take the offense to another level. And if Zach Wilson were able to play within the confines of this offense and then use his off-script stuff um, when it is required, then you have, uh, you know, a beautiful painting right there. Like that, like, think about all the quarterbacks that have had really rough first two years in their career and then turn it around their third year. I don't know if someone has played as poorly as Zach has played and been able to, to do that kind of a turnaround, but I can see the the wow on the wall and, and what it could be. My issue is that I just don't know if he's got it. Like, I don't know if he can figure it out between the ears to, to make the correct reads and make it in a fast enough, like time frame. because when I'm looking at this and I'm watching Mike white run this offense, this is like the perfect quarterback aside from like the, 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 the better mobility. Like he just, he makes decisions so fast. He snaps the ball out of there. And it feels like, you know, everything is so well-timed. And maybe that means we need to change our offense. But based on the Shanahan offense around the NFL, it seems like this is the kind of offense that works. And I don't particularly want to change it to... I mean, I guess, look, I understand if you want to change it to try and fit your quarterback, especially a number two overall pick. I get that. But when you have so much success with other quarterbacks, and it's really like the accuracy thing... That is confusing me. Like, it's it's all those easy throws that Zach is missing that has me kind of over, you know, confused and concerned. I don't know. Uh, Pedro says, instead of Mike White settling and playing to another day, give the man a true O-line and won't let him get folded like a lawn chair. I do think we'll have a better offensive line next year. I think at the very least, you're going to probably have better play out of Tomlinson. I would say you'll get AVT back. Becton, if he gives you anything at all, it's more than you got this season. I don't think Fant comes back. I do think we have to upgrade the tackle position, and I think we probably add a little bit more depth on the offensive line because Herbig's not going to be coming back, most likely. You have to re-sign McGovern. A lot of this is going to fall on Joe Douglas prior to free agency starting. Can he bring back the, uh, the, the center in McGovern? Can you sign him to a, a better deal, a cheaper deal, um, cause there's only like four or five centers that are getting paid over $10 million. And I think he's one of them. And I don't think he's necessarily played to that level right now. Um, and then I think, look, there's a real possibility of the Jets go after Jack Conklin in free agency. I think there's a real possibility the Jets draft a tackle in the first round. 
there's a lot of uh, help that could be had, but I agree. I think uh, Mike White with an offensive line, or even Zach Wilson for that matter, with a better offensive line, will have more success. Not to mention you're getting Brees Hall back next year. Like there, There's a lot of things to look forward to. Uh, Knob Craft says, Zach isn't even good enough for mediocrity to be his ceiling. And it's all he's been asked for. It's so bad, we're excited for Mike White. When did we turn into the Atlanta Falcons where mediocrity is the goal? I mean, Knob, I'll be honest, we've kind of fallen into that, like, for a long time. Like, think about how bad our quarterback play has been for the last decade and where we have just been saying, we just want to see competent football. Like, before the season, I said, I want to see... I want to see the Jets' little little logo in the bottom corner on ESPN that says In the Hunt in December, which is exactly what we are, and I'm, like, frustrated <laughs> based on where we're at right now. So, like, I don't know. We're, we're not hoping for mediocrity, but Zach Wilson, they want to see baby steps, and if he can perform the, the offense at a basic level and you can build on things, then that's great, and I think you could definitely do that. Uh, but unfortunately, with his his arm strength and like decision making like he's throwing the ball 100 miles an hour to anyone who tries to catch it which is not good there's no touch on those throws and then i think there's also uh you know they want to get him comfortable but yeah look i i don't want to say i'm frustrated for being excited with mike white because mike actually has played well that's probably the best quarterback play we've seen since chad pennington or maybe like you know i guess healthy Favre uh the following year it's been, you know, there's enough hope with Mike White that I want to see a little bit more from him. It's not that I'm anointing him the starter long-term or anything, but I think if if you think his floor is comparable to Jimmy G, if you think, hey, if we protect Mike White and he can distribute the ball, just like you would say, hey, if you could protect Jimmy Garoppolo and he could distribute the ball, we're going to be a good team. I think Mike White can be that kind of quarterback, and I would prefer to bring him back, um, which is good with me. Outside of that, I really like me some Gardner Minshew. I think Jeff Fan should be keeping an eye on this. Apparently, he's going to be starting against the uh, the Dallas Cowboys this week. He's going to be a free agent after the season. Jet fans should be watching that Dallas game. Just keep an eye on it. Gardner Minshew's in Philadelphia. He was traded after the Jaguars drafted Trevor Lawrence number one overall he clearly was not going to be the starter there gets traded to Philadelphia Philadelphia says okay you're going to be in a quarterback competition with our second year quarterback and Jalen Hurts Jalen Hurts wound up playing really well last year Minshew sits on the bench he did come in for two games last year one of the games was against us 242 yards two touchdowns against us with a perfect passer rating in the first uh half and that's not anything to write home about based on what our defense was last year, but it's a checkbox. It's it's okay, he did exactly what he needed to do. And then you see him, you know, sit behind Hertz again. Hertz is playing an MVP MVP caliber level this year. So when I'm looking at quarterbacks that could be options for the Jets, one that like is sneaky is Gardner Minshew. Joe Douglas came from Philadelphia. He's going to have an inside track in terms of people in the building that might be able to give him a vibe as far as how they think Gardner Minshew has progressed, where they think he is. And I think watching him against Dallas is a really great test for the Jets because you're going to be able to see him with weapons for the first time, and you're going to be able to see him against a really good defense. 
So I think that's something I would I would keep an eye on for sure. Uh, Knob Craft says Jimmy G is a four letter word. <laughs> Jimmy G, well that's what sucks, right? Like we're, like our team we think is so good that you could have like average to slightly below average quarterback play and have a successful season. And that's why people are saying Jimmy G. And that's what's so damning about the whole uh, Zach Wilson thing, I think, is because you're just hoping for like bare bones. <laughs> He's not providing you that. Kevin Chatta says, Mike White is on par or better than Jimmy G. That's actually exactly where I'm at. Uh, and Jimmy G does get injured a lot, which is exactly what uh, Harlan's saying as well. But I think you do have to keep an eye on Mike White and hope that he doesn't continually get injured, um, you know, when he does come into play. So we'll see. All right, we're at 840. I should really go into uh, some calls. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the call-in number in the live chat. All you have to do is click on the link. It'll take you to a web page. Uh, just follow the prompts there. It'll get you on to the call-in show. Um, that is awesome. I'm looking forward to talk to you guys. If you get in and it has uh, connecting, it's just going to say, you know, just connecting. Hold on. I, I can have like four people in the queue and it just says connecting if you're like number five or later. Uh, looks like we got Jake. Charles is in there too. So you guys hang tight. I'm going to go to Jake first. Jake, can you hear me, brother? I can hear you well, man. How you doing? I'm hanging in there. Talk to me. What are you thinking about yesterday's game? Uh, very frustrating, very frustrating. Um, you know what, dude, I'm just going to get right to the point. Uh, mm -hmm. Trevor Lawrence looks like the, the better player and I am very afraid Thursday night. It's going to be our worst nightmare on beating, beating the Rams is going to look like the worst nightmare for us now. I'm sorry to say. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. I, uh, like I was saying that earlier, like Braden man, dude, <laughs> brutal making that tackle at the end of that Ram game. Yeah. And. Look, the, the, the plays that everyone's going to praise for Zach Wilson yesterday, and the truthers are going to say it, was the lobby pass to Michael Carter, the rolling mm -hmm. to the right for the 40. This was like the Titans game last year. We threw those two yep. deep passes to Corey Davis. But the singles, doubles, triples, like the Atlanta game last year, he couldn't do. Like he couldn't do with the many other games last year against I, I just I, I can't watch this anymore, man. Like Garrett Wilson has every right to be furious. All the other players have rights to be furious. The only reason that Elijah Moore catch at the end of the game is because he did the backyard play style. You mm -hmm. can't do this, man. This is not BYU football. This isn't college. This is the NFL. You want to beat the better teams. It, it, it's not, it's not cutting it. It's just not cutting it. I'm sorry. And and the defense, yes, they blew some moments. They're going as dude. They're getting pushed to the max. They need better mm -hmm. turnovers. They need to get more turnovers. That I will make a very clear point. The mm -hmm. they, they need more linebackers next year. Uh, maybe another safety. They'll cut like you know John Franklin Myers and Lawson. Those guys have completely just not played up to their contracts. But mm -hmm. all in all, right now, like you know what? I'd rather be in Jacksonville's position right now because they have a franchise quarterback. I'd rather nine out of ten times have the franchise quarterback and just draft players to fix the team then have this collectively great roster and have no quarterback situation solved. Unless Mike White's still the guy. I hope so. He's back in a week, but who knows? Yeah, when I'm looking at Jacksonville, I also see their division. <laughs> the AFC East like the hardest division in football along with like the NFC East. And you look at the Jaguars, they got the Texans, the Colts, and the Titans who look like they are, you know, just a, a year or two away from Derrick Henry just not kind of being there anymore. There's only so long his legs are going to be able to take them. 
I, I, I don't think it's going to be a shocker if Mike Rabel gets fired. I'm really they already got rid of Joe Robinson. It's not a mm. it's not a given. They're, they they can get rid of him. And mm. I think Ryan Tannehill is showing you once again he has this high floor, low ceiling kind of play. And yep. they're not scaring anybody. Look, I'll, I'll make this even very simple. I, I think the Jets can still make the playoffs, but Burrow, mm. Allen, Patty, one of those three are going to the Super Bowl. So anyone has any yeah. other chance of beating those three, good luck. I think it's it's uh you're smoking the magic pony ride dragon, whatever at this point, you know. <laughs> I hear you, brother. Dude, it's it's been rough. I I don't I don't know what to expect because of, you know, I'm looking at the last three games for us. I'm looking at like what other teams have to do and I'm just thinking, you know what? I don't know if I trust the Jets to be able to do what needs to be done or I don't want to like believe it too strongly because I think it could totally come crashing down. I'm just going to break my own heart because of it. I don't know. It's been frustrating. I think the Jags are in a better position than the Jets are right now and yeah, it's frustrating. So Jake, thank you so much for the call. You have been ejected from the cockpit. All right. Next up, we got Charles. Charles, welcome to the show. Hello, uh, Ryan. How are you, buddy? I am hanging in there, holding on to uh, my last little bit of sanity I got. I watched my friend's house yesterday. Oh, yeah? Uh, He's a Steelers fan, but he doesn't really keep up with the team. Okay. Interesting, interesting. I mean, I guess they're not that good this year, so you kind of don't have to watch too, too no, hard. Uh, his parents, his father usually follows the team, but Colin, my friend Colin, not so much. He's never really mm-hmm. followed the team throughout his life. So, anyways. <laughs> um, go for it. Uh, the game was definitely entertaining. It was frustrating at times. I know Zach Wilson wasn't a great performance, but I thought he played his ass off. I mean, I, I personally, to me, I thought he played his ass off because the offensive line a, the run game was terrible, and B, the off the pass protection was terrible. Mm-hmm. And, yes, there were throws he missed. I'm not going to deny. I mean, that's the pain in the ass about Zach Wilson. He he plays hero ball, but when it comes to making the easy look easy, he sinks at it for the time mm-hmm. being. Uh, the, you can obviously tell having Quinn and Williams down in the game really diminished our pass rush. Mm-hmm. Because uh, he was having an all-pro caliber year, Quentin Williams, and hopefully he's back in time for the Jaguars game. If not, mm. we're going to need Quentin Williams to make a playoff push. But, um, you know, uh, obviously that fourth down play really kicked us in the ass, but um, it sucks. But um, I also want to make a point out to you that uh, Garrett Wilson's a superstar in the making. I- I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Mm-hmm. He's an incredible receiver. I mean, that second 33-yard catch he had was a thing of beauty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's been an impressive wide receiver. And this was someone who, I look, I didn't want to go receiver at 10, and I could not have been more wrong. This was such a great pick for the New York Jets. This kid is such a baller. I just No, I, I mean, I, I didn't. My, my dad, we, <laughs> I don't know if I told you this, but when we were watching a draft, my dad was like, okay, number 10, get Jermaine Johnson. And we get Gary Wills, my dad was like, Watch the Jets trade back up and get somebody. Yeah, yeah. And they want to get the guy, and they want to get Jermaine Johnson at twenty six. Uh, couldn't have worked you know, out better. It, it, it did, but um, obviously, you know, Sauce Gardner had a good game once you know, again. But as I said before, you know, they didn't put any pressure on Jared Goff. But then again, to the respect and defense of the Detroit Lions, their offensive line is phenomenal. Yeah, they're a top three unit. I mean, he got our de- we couldn't even get a sack. Side. That's what's so brutal. Like, we consider our defensive line as one of these strong, stout units, and we just couldn't do anything. Well, good offense has a 
good offense can beat a good defense sometimes, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I would say that's uh, exactly what wound up happening. Not to mention a, a good defense that has a, a few flesh wounds, a few injuries across the board. Charles, thank you so much for the call. You have been ejected You're from out the of cockpit. Here. All right, up next, we got Disregard Papa. Papa, how you doing? Uh, good, good. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you loud and clear. All right, all right. Well, this is actually my first time calling to the show, so... Nice. Glad to have you. I just changed the whole format around, so even though you and I are video chatting, no one else can actually see you. They're just hearing your voice, so <laughs> don't, don't, don't worry too much. All right. How so, goes um, it? First thing I'm going to say is um, I went to the game yesterday, mm-hmm. and, oh, man, it was such a heartbreaking loss. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, um, it's brutal. And you guys had some uh, – it was cold out there too. Chilly. Yeah, yeah, it was cold, but, you know, I um, buried through it. But um, one thing I want to point out is um, today I watched this video. It was by um, Boomer Sison and um, Daniel Jeremiah. And I think mm-hmm. they made a really good point about Zach. So basically what they said was um, they made a baseball analogy where, like, Zach is the type of person to, like, have a low batting percentage – but like mm-hmm. always have these high volume, um, big home run hits, and um, mm-hmm. they also talked about how the the the, the way Zach Wilson plays is not really fit for the um, offense. Like the our offense is based on rhythm and timing, and mm-hmm. the way Zach Wilson plays isn't really like that. Um, also, I've come up with a little theory. So okay. um, we all I think that the Jets were how it's like fooled. Dude, um, mm-hmm. they thought that Zach Wilson was a pocket passer. Um, because mm. of his college, but his offensive line was so stout and so good in college that he practically had his own little area in the field to throw in, and that's yeah, why you're talking he about those in- offensive linemen were like 23, yeah. 24 years old. <laughs> they, yeah. they all went on their missions prior and came back to school. And yeah, I think in order for, for us to in order to like fully maxim, um, maximize uh, Zach Wilson, we need to have him get out of the pocket more. And I think we just need to have him in like this sweet spot where he's not really getting the pressure's not really bearing down on him, especially with our offensive line that isn't really that good. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you see all the explosive plays he's made throughout his entire career; they've all been out of mm-hmm. the pocket. And I don't know; I, I feel as if he's more accurate and more like composed. Mm-hmm. Also, um, one thing I noticed is that um, so that throw to CJ Uzama, I saw those mm-hmm. feet were planted, and that's why it was like such a really good pass. Mm-hmm. And I I feel as if when he's calm, yeah. Yeah, I feel like when I look at at Zach and I see his style of play, he's clearly more comfortable when he can go off script or can react to what he's kind of seeing and make the play in that time type of fashion. So if he can learn the playbook front and back and he can react saying, "Oh, that's what I'm seeing. I need to do this over here or do, you know, make this read," then I'd be feeling a lot more confident. I think for me where the baseball analogy loses a little bit of traction is you have a guy that has a low on base percentage or something like that, but then you have a situation where, okay, that batter's going through the lineup five times along with eight other guys where Zach Wilson is the guy. <laughs> like You don't have eight other quarterbacks that you're rotating yeah, yeah. through. But it, I, I understand where you're coming from with this. So I, dude, I, I appreciate you being out at the game because, man, we need as much help as we can to make our home games not turn into away games yeah. for our New York Jets with the way other teams travel. Disregard Papa, thank you so much for the call. You have been ejected you're from the cockpit. Here. All right, up next, I've got Christian. Christian, what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey there, Ryan. How are you doing? I'm hanging in there, dude. It has been a rough last 24 hours. Talk to me. How are you feeling about yesterday's game? How are you feeling about the playoffs? You know, I'm feeling kind of empty now because 
we had a chance to get a good position and we just gave it away like mm -hmm. like come on how do you let that tight end who has only catched like two balls or something all year for a 50 yarder also Dude. like Brutal. also you remember that non pass interference that should have been pass interference in the end zone Oh, yeah, yeah, he got mugged. I mean, I also don't understand why we're throwing so many passes at Jeff Smith's direction. Like, that in and of itself, and it's not that he did bad by any means, but, like, Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore should be getting the looks prior to Jeff Smith, and it felt like every one of those throws was like, okay, this is designed for Jeff Smith. Let's make sure he gets the ball. Like that's Exactly. That's, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. And, you know, because, because the Jets lost, I can't tell you how many times I was trolled today by my friends who are Giants fans. Man, oh, like, yeah. They, they had just, a nice they win. Just, they just won't shut up. They just won't yep. shut up. I mean, the nice thing is that we can at least have some wins. Like, the fact that we're even at 500 is really nice. I just, I'd be so mad if we wind up finishing below 500. Like, for me, I said a good season would be 9 and 8 at the beginning of the season. And to me, I would say 9 and 8 would be kind of a failure. I do want to get to 10 wins. That That's like... 10 wins makes me feel good about our season. Yeah, fake facts. <clears throat> um, I think we have a good shot to make the playoffs, I think, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Like, we can obviously beat Jacksonville and Seattle, and mm -hmm. I'm not sure about Miami. I'm not sure about Miami because, sure, we've beaten them early in the year, 40-17 to 17 with the third stringer, so mm -hmm. that might be a little bit of a challenge. And... I the Jets can realistically win ten games, but since mm. we all know how it's going to go, that's not going to happen. Yeah, well, that's just it. It's like I'm looking at these final four games prior to us losing the Lions game. I'm like, oh, we can win all four of these. This is you know not we're no joke. But then you see like the injuries start happening, and you see like okay, you know maybe some shaky performances from guys that we otherwise wouldn't expect that from. You're talking about like Braxton Barrios dropping a ball against the Vikings, Michael Carter fumbling the ball. Um, you know, yesterday, the the coaching mental lapses and whatnot. It's just been very frustrating all the way around. And uh, I think even though I think we can win all three of these games coming up, I think we can very easily lose all three as well. Yeah. Also, I don't know what it is with, um, you know, on Instagram, I'm looking at um, the Jets post and Everybody is blaming Zach for some reason, even though it's basically the defense, the special teams, and the coach's fault that we mm. all lost. But still, I man, I'll be honest. Are like delusional. I, I'm in a similar-ish boat, and it's it's frustrating because I look at yesterday's game and I look at the box score and I see Zach Wilson's stats and I say, "All right, that's like kind of good." I like the 300 yards. I like seeing that. But at the same time, this is the second time we've seen him at 300 yards, but at a 50% completion percentage, which is just not okay. You cannot throw less than 60% completion percentage. I mean, you're talking, you need another, what is it, six completions probably to make this like a, a reasonable reasonable number here. I, uh, I did not think Zach helped our team as much as he limited some of what we could do but he is probably like third or fourth on the list in terms of reasons why we lost like Salah, the defense and special teams do all need to be ahead of him 
to some extent or another. Um, now, special teams, I, I understand the punt return. I I still keep saying I put a little bit more onus on the defense because of the positioning of where that wound up being. Um, but yeah, overall, Zach had an all right day. We should have been able to win with his type of performance. But I think him being him missing these easy passes on that last drive is what forced us to go for a 58-yard uh, field goal because he just couldn't hit Elijah Moore crossing across the like the center of the field. I don't know. Yeah, I just I'm frustrated and I'm I don't know how to really express it about Zach. Yeah, I think um I think Boom! Christian, thank you so much for the call. You've been ejected from the cockpit. All right, uh, I got four on deck, and then I got Lima Bean sitting uh, waiting a little further back. Okay, we got Mitch Cole Rico Ray Donovan. Uh, you guys all stay on the line. Lima Bean, hang in there. I know it's saying connecting for you, but just hang tight. I'll get to you. Next up, we got Mitch. Mitch, welcome to the cockpit. Hey, how's it going? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Hanging in there. How would you feel about yesterday's loss, and how do you feel about the Jets' chances of possibly making the playoffs? Well, I don't think the season's over just yet. I think it's still possible as long as the team you know, uh, comes together and actually wins the games we're supposed to right now. But mm-hmm. um, just talking about the game yesterday, I was there mm-hmm. at the I was there at the um, stadium, and I have to disagree with you. I think it was uh, mainly on Zach. I mean, mm-hmm. I was in there and I was watching, and just too many open guys that he just yeah. for some reason misses them. Like the best one I can think of is uh, the one where Tyler Conklin goes like eight yards, sits down, is mm-hmm. just standing there, and then Zach just completely misses him. Just and brutal. Like, yeah, and I would, just, the, I, would, um, I would say I do fall in that same line of thinking. I definitely, I do, like, I think this team was hamstrung because of Zach. I don't think he's the biggest reason why we lost, but I do think it was, like, a major issue, <laughs> for sure. Well, the reason why I think it's more so on Zach is just because, like, obviously at the end of the mm-hmm. game, like, you can't have Robert Sala not calling timeouts. Even after the first big play, I was saying, let's just mm-hmm. shouting, like, why are we not taking a timeout after we lose 30 seconds? Mm-hmm. And then yeah, um, no, the t- the clock management was really bad. Yeah, it's just and uh, I understand what you're saying about the whole uh, you know, uh, you're not going to blame entirely special teams because of how far the defense allowed the lines to push. But yeah. like, I, I mean, still, it's like I would understand you give up a big return, let him get down to like the 20. But still, you got to give your defense mm-hmm. a chance to stop him again. Yeah, no, I agree. I 100 percent agree. I, I, I shouldn't take as much blame off of the special teams unit as I have the last two days. Um, they didn't hold up their end of the deal either. Yeah, exactly. It's just, um, you know, and at the end of the day, the reason why I'm still going to blame Zach more than I'm blaming mm-hmm. a lot of other things is just because of the fact, like, you know, at the end of the day, the defense, you take away the seven points the special teams gives up, and defense only gives up 13 points. And it's just like what we're talking about against the Patriots where the team only gave up three points. It's yep. You need more than just 17 points. Like, yeah, Zach Wilson mm-hmm. finally got you that touchdown at the end of the game. But you need more the rest of the game. Yeah, no, it's it's true. I, it's, you can't score 17 points on one of the league's worst defenses. And that's, you know, it's a little tongue-in-cheek. I definitely laid a little too hard into the Lions and, and how, quote-unquote, bad they are. But they're really not a bad team. They're on the upswing for sure. And you're starting to see them all start to click. And it just felt like you look at what other teams have done to this defense – even while they were playing well and the Jets should have been able to muster more than 17 points. We have more talent on this team than 17 points. And I think Zach handicapped us and prevented us from getting, you know, what we could have. Uh, just last thing. Cause I see I got a little time, but, uh, Go for just, it. please God, 
Give me Mike F and White back. <laughs> Brother, thank you so much for the call. You Get have been ejected from the cockpit. Uh, all right. Cole is coming on next. Cole, how you doing tonight? Can I'm, you hear me? I'm doing great. How about you? I am hanging in there. How did you feel about yesterday's loss to the Lions, and how do you feel about the Jets potentially uh, making a little bit of a playoff push here? Um, it was it was a gut punch, obviously, mm. but I still feel like we have a shot. I mean, it's not it's not out of the picture, obviously. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I no, I mean, obviously, say. I've got my little my my little graphs right here. This yep. is what could happen, and the percentage chances. Basically, you gotta win the final game of the season. That's yep. that's where the bread and butter is gonna be. You might be able to afford one loss, but I'm going into this mm-hmm. thinking I need to win all three. Yeah, but I have to say. The Jets always play teams right as they're heating up, and mm-hmm. I hate it. Because well, that's kind of right. Like Minnesota not, was coming off. Yeah. Uh, you know they've they've been playing well. The Bills are juggernaut. The Lions are probably the hottest team in football right now. Like you're looking across yeah. the league, and I mean, if Denver, we didn't play the Lions, I'd be rooting yeah. for the Lions. Like I'm like, I'm excited to watch them play as a, as oh, a team, yeah. especially since they've been on hard knocks and everything. You just kind of have a little bit more mm-hmm. of a personality to them. Yeah. I love their team. They're just fun to watch. But yeah, and Dan Campbell's a, an interesting coach too. Oh yeah, him and Sal are really similar. But so I talk was to at me. how the, you're. Uh, oh, go for it. I was at the game yesterday. Mm-hmm. Amon Ra was in the slot. I think the entire game, but one snap. I think mm-hmm. Sauce had one snap on him. It was like they just avoided Sauce at all costs. It was like they didn't want anything to do with him. Yeah, 100%. And that's why I was kind of getting into it earlier this stream. I think we need to give Sauce the Rex Ryan treatment and the Revis treatment where you start mm-hmm. rolling coverage to the opposite side of the field because teams are just going to, going to avoid him. And it's great when you have one great wide receiver that he's going to stay on the entire time. But if he's staying off to the right-hand side, you're just going to put your third and fourth wide receiver out that way. Let Sauce cover him and just don't throw the ball his direction. Like, for me that doesn't necessarily help us. <laughs> it does, doesn't yeah. hurt necessarily, but it doesn't, there's no strategic advantage when they can just avoid you. Yeah, exactly. It, but I mean, missing Davis and Mims, I felt that like that was killer. They're, they're, Mims is stepping up. Mm-hmm. I like him. He's, I do good. like Mims. I'm glad he's under contract for next year because I, I think we are going to cut Corey Davis. And I think Mims, while not being as good as Corey Davis, can at least provide enough of like an upside. Yeah, I get that. But I feel like Zach Wilson is just the scapegoat in this situation. Like, so? He did fine. He did fine. But he wasn't the reason we lost. He tried not the best. main reason. No, I think he's I think he was definitely an issue though. Like when I watch if you go back and watch like the every throw video and you just kind of just tally like okay, that was a good pass or that was a bad pass or that was a throw. Yeah. You kind of go through the whole thing. And I should really do that. Should be the pinned comment that I do on under each one of those because that would probably tell us a lot more. But it just feels like most of his throws are difficult to catch. Like even his throws that are on target to Garrett Wilson, they're not thrown in stride, and it yeah. just makes everything a lot harder. And then you see some of the passes like to Garrett Wilson where it's just throwing it way over his head or or behind yep. Mims. Like the first four passes of yesterday's game, he was not even remotely close. Nope, not even. But I have one last thing. Sure, uh, go for it. Our one drive that was super successful, three plays, 73 yards. Mm-hmm. Two of the three plays, they roll them out of the pocket. And then they do sure. that like three more times the entire game. I didn't get that. 
Like, if he's having success rolling mm-hmm. out of the pocket, why stop it? I'd have to go back and look and see, were those designed rollouts or were those, hey, you're in the pocket yeah, and he like decided play to roll action out? Plays. Play action, so he legit, yeah. it was called and that way. It was a 30, the 33-yard pass to Wilson and then the 40-yard bomb to Uzama. Yeah. Back so maybe, yeah, I don't I know. It, it, so to me, when I look at those, that. it doesn't feel like that's sustainable with such a bad offensive line. Like maybe we'd have a little yeah. more success deeper down the field if your line can hold a little bit longer. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that's why we're so heavily criticizing Zach on the short passes that he's missing because those are the ones that we can get away with. And you see Mike White just hitting those simple plays and we're able to see yep. all that yak come about but brother thank you so much for the call you have been ejected from the cockpit all right uh next up we've got uh radovin radovin thank you so much for calling in welcome to the cockpit let's go baby (laughs) go jets (laughs) ah dude i'm hanging in there how are you feeling about yesterday's loss how are you feeling about the jets possible chances at the playoffs you know, I am not feeling great. I'm driving through Minnesota right now in the cold north. It's five degrees outside. There's ice. There's snow blowing across the road. It's taking everything <laughs> in me not to just dump this car into the ditch right now after that game. Oh, it's brutal. Well, be safe. Don't don't do anything stupid. Wait till maybe after the season. Maybe we maybe we turn it around. Right? Come on, we'll be all right. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. But hey, like like this last guy was saying, Cole. Why don't mm-hmm. we call this game, the, the offense at least, a little bit different? We did one design run with Zach, it seemed like. It looked all right. Why not some more design runs? Yeah, look, I'll be honest. I want to see a lot of RPOs with Zach. I mean, if you don't think that his arm is doing it enough for you, use him like Justin Fields. Who gives a shit? If he's not going to throw the ball well, <laughs> just let him do some design runs, some design rollouts. Let him use his athleticism to his advantage. And then hopefully he can play off script. You know, it just it sucks because, like, for me – I really like Mike LaFleur and I like the offense that he's implementing because I do think it's successful in the NFL and I do think we're seeing far more guys open in this offense than I've ever seen for the New York Jets. And part of that is, you know, the skill positions are just better this time around. But like, I'm afraid to move on from Mike LaFleur. Like if the thought process was, oh, let's switch up the offensive coordinator to something, someone that can build around Zach the right way. I don't know if I want to do that. Like, it's very odd for me to feel that way because he's the number two overall pick, and I would, I should want to do anything in my power uh, to build an offense around him. It just doesn't feel like I want to do that. Like, is is that weird to think? Like, am I weird for saying that? No, I agree with you. I so agree what do you with think? You, that, but what's the answer? What do we do? Go ahead. I don't know. I don't know right now. I don't know if I believe in Zach, but he's what we've got right now. I sure as hell don't believe in Flacco. I'll tell you that being the number two quarterback. Dress Strebler, let him run yeah. some, some just like one or two plays a quarter. I'm serious. One or two plays a quarter. If Zach goes down, Flacco's not going to win the game anyway. Let Strebler go out there, play backyard football, and if he sucks, just kneel the ball. Let's end the game. You know, whatever. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, look, I'll yeah, be I don't honest. Believe I... Flacco. Flacco should retire yesterday. <laughs> Like, I don't want to see Flacco ever have the ball in his hand again. He should be a, a coach, you know, helping, and that's it at the very most. I would love to see Strebler out there. I want to see him in, like, a Taysom Hill kind of a role. And I'm a little surprised the Jets haven't tried to do it because Strebler definitely backs up Zach better in terms of, like, matching physical skill sets than, like, even Mike White would have. Like, Mike White, to me, is closer to Joe Flacco than 
Zach Wilson is to Mike White or Strebler is to Mike White. So, I, yeah, I'm with you. I would prefer to see uh, Strev out there. But brother, thank you so much for the call. You have been ejected <laughs> You're from out the of here. Uh, all right, Landon, you're up next. Landon, how you doing tonight, brother? I'm doing all right, Brian. Uh, I am actually in Detroit for Ooh. work. So I was running on the treadmill yesterday during the game, and I'm going back and forth with the guy next to me where he's cheering every <laughs> single time Detroit does something. Uh, like the Russian touchdown, I got called back yep. for holding. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's pumping his fist, and then I see the flag, and I'm pumping my fist, so we're going back and forth <laughs> for the entire first half. But hey. I want. I just wanted to talk about mm-hmm. – I'm a little bit optimistic on the season, but I'm okay. not optimistic on the playoffs. And then when it comes to Zach, yes, there were moments that he was okay mm-hmm. and that he had those flashes that you hope for. Mm-hmm. But this team is too good to go into next year with still that question mark of is he going to become those flashes or is he the inconsistency? And the way that I see Mike White is like a Washington Redskins Kirk Cousins. Mm -hmm. Okay. Nothing flashy. He just gets the job done. No Mm -hmm. one's going to give him the credit that he really deserves. Yeah. Yeah, I think but that's I just, think that's a fair comparison too, because I think Cousins was taken in the third or fourth round too, if I'm not mistaken. He was a fourth rounder, yeah, and Robert mm-hmm. Griffin the third was the second overall pick in the same yeah. draft. I mean, not same yep. draft for Zach and Mike, but like I said, this team is too good. You're getting ABT back next year. You're getting Bruce back next year. Like, I don't even know what happened to Michael Carter. He fell mm-hmm. off the face. And yeah, he with the game definitely disappointed in how Carter's played the last little bit. I mean, he, he stole an interception <laughs> that was throw that w- was gonna be thrown. He wound up catching that pass. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you think the answer is for next year at quarterback? Because I completely agree with you. I'm in that same sort of mindset. You can't go into next year with Zach. I don't. I don't know if you cut him or if you keep him as your three, just because he's still well, on you can't that cut him. contract. Yeah, his his contract. You can't move on from Zach until after June 1st when you could trade him or cut him, and it costs you $10 million for next year, so you're still paying him either way, and that would be $10 million for the following year. So it's really not like a great situation for the Jets. Mm-hmm. I would say at worst, I would want to trade him after June 1st, but I would prefer to keep him on the roster because I think his upside is still astronomically high. Mm-hmm. So like in the event whoever our starting quarterback is goes down, I'd rather roll the dice with someone who was the former number two overall pick that might be able to click given some more time in coaching, hopefully. Yep, and to answer your question about where I would have the quarterback situation, like Mm -hmm. with what you just explained, Zach is your three, keep on your roster Mm -hmm. just for hopes. Um, I go into next season as Mike White with my starter. Yep. And then... This is the optimistic side of things. Mm-hmm. I think you win one, maybe two more games, don't get into the playoffs. So draft pick's going to be 12 to 18, I want to say. So right maybe now I think we're sitting at pick you like. 17. If we're the first team out of the playoffs, we would be picking 17th. Okay. Maybe so we're probably sitting, up a somewhere between 14 and 17 most likely. But go into next year with Mike White as your starter, maybe have a quarterback that you can groom who's more of a pocket passer because Zach is – not skilled enough. He plays like Josh Allen, but he's not 6'6 and can run you over. 
and he's not mm-hmm. athletic enough for Lamar to make you miss. It's fair. And so he's too in between those two to play the way that he plays, and mm-hmm. he tries to get away with too much like Josh Allen does, and he just doesn't mm-hmm. because – that's doesn't quite work right. out. Yeah. <laughs> Brother, he, he's not. I appreciate not you calling in from Detroit. I got a few more callers. You better check that out of the cockpit. Ah, always good. I really like this new setup. This new setup's kind of fun. You can rip through people. Uh, all right. Next up, I got Joe the Atlanta Jets fan. Joe, how you doing, brother? What's going on, man? What's good with you? I am hanging in there. I'm trying to keep my sanity about me based on like everything I'm seeing and where I thought the Jets could have been. It's a little frustrating. Talk to me. How are you feeling after yesterday's loss? What do you think about our playoff potential and what do you think about the Jets moving forward? Okay, so let me get straight to it. Jeff Ubrick defensive play calls was shitty. I mean, it was like basically I think he's thinking we're like the 49ers where we keep the the offensive players in front of us, we play mm-hmm. like really non-aggressively the whole entire time. Like we normally press where we normally press at, like on uh like our third and uh third and nines or third and eights, we did not do. We it was just it was just a shit show on, on defense altogether. Uh, as far as mm-hmm. Zach Wilson, he played the best he could. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't ask for more. Like for what he did. You know, of course his play is uh his lack of uh, making the easy look easy. He had like one moment where he made the easy look easy. That was the little uh, the the air, the little floating pass he did to uh, CJ Uzama. Yeah, yeah. That was like the only time he made the easy look easy. I was like, okay, he better make that pass. That was a great pass. Yeah, it's the one right on the end zone, uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like he rolls out a little bit. I was like, that's the play I wanted to see with Mike White on the end zone with the friggin' Vikings. And <laughs> you see it there with right, Zach. Right, the same, right, what was that play against the Vikings? That could have saved us. Um... As far as like uh, how I feel about our playoff chances, uh, mm-hmm. oh, let me get to the offensive line as well. The offensive line that gives that wasn't a chance at all. Like they play like crap. Every Dude, they're booty cheeks. The booty cheeks. In, yeah. <laughs> Every play the defensive line is in that backfield. Like mm-hmm. he's really throwing. Like he's under pressure the entire game. So we really can't. I can't blame this loss on Zach. I'm gonna be very optimistic about Zach Wilson. Uh, I can't blame this on him. Just on him is. I've been on the defense and the defensive play call and mm. some of the offensive play call as well. And like you said, like you said, he's like third mm. and fourth, like fifth on my list of like it could have been. But as far as our off far as our uh our playoff chances, I'm still optimistic about it. Uh mm. at the beginning of the season I had us winning uh eight or nine games, barely missing the playoffs, and mm. hey, <laughs> it's yeah, it looks like, like we're we're right in that wheelhouse for you. <laughs> it's I hope we're, we're making right the playoffs. Right. Yeah, I'm dude, I was at that really, nine and eight. We can really, we really can really cause hell in the playoffs. Like we can knock a team out for real. Well, that's just it. I feel like yeah. if the Jets can get in, the Jets can win a game. I think for sure. I think we could play with anyone with this defense, especially if we're healthy. Especially if we're healthy. But I think, uh, yeah, you know, winning that first round matchup, it would be. Let's see, if the Jets were seventh, they would play the two seed. So right now we'd be playing the Chiefs. That's not ideal. Yeah. <laughs> I would say that's probably. Nah. Less than ideal. Yeah, well, I'd like to. I'd like to see how we match up against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. That would be nice because we haven't played them, or it doesn't feel like we've played them in a long time. Did we play them last year? We played the North, or no? We played the West last year. We played. Mm, nah. We played the Broncos. We played the year before last. 
We played him with. Uh, That's what it was. That was the Raider, the fail, the fail Mary with the Raiders, and like uh, mm-hmm. that long yeah. pass to um, with Lamar Jackson. That was the the last time we played that division, I guess. Ugh, mm-hmm. not good, not good, brother. Thank you so much for the call. Well, you have been ejected. You're out of here <laughs> from the cockpit. Ah, love it, absolutely love it, boys and girls. Be going live until 10 o'clock, so if you want to call in, make sure you click that link in the live chat. I've got three people on deck right now. i got Max, Lima Bean, and then Joe, so make sure you guys stay on your phone. Don't click out of the link, because then it kind of bumps you down off the list. Uh, But if you click on this and you want to talk, let's talk some sports. Talk some Jets here. Uh, All right, Max, I got you up next. Max, how you doing tonight? What's up, Brian? Cheers, man. Dude, I am hanging in there. Talk to me. How are you feeling about yesterday's loss and about the Jets moving forward? Oh, I felt totally at home with that loss. I've seen that game a hundred times. Oh, no, don't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen that game a hundred times. It's not good. Yeah, uh, that that was uh, – that, I'll tell you, giving up that touchdown was just <laughs> – Gut-wrenching. Oh, Dude, my God. we had it. It was in the – bag and like i trust this defense to not give up that kind of play and like to see it happen uh you notice they've 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 kind of taken a little bit of a back seat since that new england game yeah no it definitely feels like it definitely feels like it like yeah, ever since they ha- yeah i mean we have not generated any turnovers there's been i think one turnover in the bears game and that's it that's where the opportunistic you know parts have kind of gone yeah i don't know man um, I thought Zach was okay. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm on this too. Like, like his stat line was okay. Like everything outside of the completion percentage was fine. <laughs> he, he's too he's too inconsistent. He'll he'll take a ten yard sack, then he'll make a twenty yard throw, mm-hmm. and then. You know, he'll take another sack because it's three inches and yeah. then they'll put the ball. And it's just he just can't put together just throw after throw. Yeah, when I look at Mike White, I'm seeing like, you know, three yards, four yards. And it's like, okay, we're in a third and three now. Or we're in like we're we're in reasonable downs and distances. And it just feels like we're never in that with Zach. How many, how many times did you see third and eleven yesterday? Oh, I mean, it's so bad. You can't have those kinds of downs and distances. And we saw that with Mike White against the the Bills, too, where we just had penalties. But it was for a different reason. Like, it wasn't wasn't Mike White necessarily taking bad sacks. I think he had one or two that were were really egregious. But Zach kind of had, you know, sort of been par for the course for him. Listen, it wasn't wasn't all his fault either, right? No, 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 definitely not. The run game was awful. The defense let everyone down. The special teams was horrendous. Mm. You know, that that punt return for – I mean, just – there was so much in that game that was like, oh, I remember this. Right, right. This is what this is what football is. This mm-hmm. Right? You, you, you give up the touchdown on the punt return. You give up a touch – a 50-yard touchdown to the third-string tight end on fourth yep. and into You know? I mean, this – thank God. Seriously, thank God the Patriots lost – in the way that they lost yesterday, because right. without that, 
it would have been can you imagine just espn today after that jets game if the patriots hadn't out yet the jets Dude, thank God they lost in the fashion they did. Nothing makes me happier than watching the Patriots lose, and to be embarrassed like that was just, oh, oh, so wonderful. Max, thank you so much for the call. You have been ejected from the cockpit. All right. What we got up next? Uh, All right, I got Lima Bean, then Joe, Brad, and then King Lowski. Make sure you guys stay in the green room right now. Don't click out of the link because then it drops you from my end and I won't get to see you. Uh, So Lima Bean, what's up, dude? Welcome back to the cockpit. Yeah, um, that was a kick to the balls and a half. Like, (laughs) Right? That's that's really like these last three games. Has I shouldn't even say last three. These last five. Four of the last know, five have been like, a kick to the I nuts. This one in particular just really was like, oh, man, not only did they kick you in the nuts, they stomped you in the nuts. Like, you know, it's just – that was a, that reminded me of a vintage circa 2012 Rex Ryan defense where it was good for a long time and it just couldn't do anything. I mean, we had no pass rush yesterday. I yep. Mean, I'll give the Lions credit. They got a damn good offensive line, which is the opposite of our offensive line. Like, listen, Zach, he, he was up and down. I, I don't even know what to make of it. Like – it's a conundrum. Like you saw the wild plays, like oh my god. Then you saw the boneheaded mm. plays, and just like, why can't you just throw a simple pass? But then at three and nineteen, throw a dart. Like I don't understand mm. you, man. Like, <laughs> I just... yeah, it's, it, he's making these hard plays like happen, and the easy plays just look like they're like, incredibly hard all the time. Like he was like, I just, I mean, he he nailed his pro day pick throw thing again. But then like you just, I. I mean, at the very least, his press conference was solid, but, like, it's just, uh, I, I I can't blame the game on Zach. Like, obviously, he needs to be a lot better, mm-hmm. but, I, I mean, at least it was an improvement from my eyes. Not much, but something. Mm-hmm. But that being said, the defense had a chance to win the game. T- clock management, like, I'm going to mm-hmm. give Salah a pass, but that was his fault, and I'm happy that he owned it up on, like, like Adam Casey would probably blame Sam Darnold for that shit. Yeah, like, completely agree. It, it just, you know, <laughs> and, but, like, there was everything like, – the offensive line like i've never seen a run game that bad you know like yeah just, two point it was less than 2.3 yards of carry including zach like we're always in third and long and it was like running on first and second down we're getting nothing or negative yards there was a while where like i was watching it's like zonovan knight had like 10 rushes for like negative two yards like what the hell and then when we do get positive yards a flag or penalty and like Listen, I can't blame the refs. That being said, on offense, we can't get a call to save. Like, they're mauling our freaking wide receivers. And, like, mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson's being, like, tugged on, pushed on. Like, he's he's getting, like, a little jail mollywop there. And, like, nothing's happening. Like, I just – I'm just frustrated. Like, it's just – you see – and then, I guess, if you look back before the season started, you're like, oh, we have won seven games. It'd be great. But then you have to readjust your expectations. But at the same time, you're looking at as a whole, like, what's going on? And then <laughs> – I got to see Trevor Lawrence, like, doing great. It's like, you know what, Brayton, uh-huh. man? You could do everything. Like, when, like, yeah, you couldn't let the punt and the kick return go against the Rams, but you got to let these guys go. Really? Like, Ugh. that's why I'm like, I'm just like, I would give myself for Zach to be good because I do not want to have another 20 years where, like, we could have had Peyton Man, could have had Trevor Lawrence. I, I, I still remember yep. Zachary Dog. Like, I still remember, like, Tony Gonzalez after that game was laughing his ass off that we won. It's like you did all of that for nothing. Oh, yeah. I mean, the entire media landscape after the Jets beat the Rams that year was just laughing the entire time. It was just a laughing. I wanted the culture change because we won that one game. I'm glad you're happy now. You better hope that Zach figures it out by some miracle because this is going to suck if this is the case, you know? 
completely agree, brother. You have been ejected from the cockpit. Uh, I missed this super chat before, so I want to get to this real quick. Uh, Joe S. dropped in and said, an elite defense makes a stop to win the game. I agree. An elite defense does not give up that 50-yard blunder to a, you know, backup tight end. And it was just weird. Like, I don't know who missed that assignment. Like, from my view, it looked like it was going to be C.J. Mosley because that's, you know, who was in the center of the field. But it, it looks like, at least from what Samini was saying, it should have been Williams or Whitehead, which I'll be honest, I didn't even know who was there. <laughs> like, who, who was paying attention to it? Just It was so wide open. It didn't feel like anyone could have possibly had that assignment. Um, all right. Joe, welcome to the cockpit. How you doing, hey, brother? Ryan. Hey, Ryan, how you doing? I am hanging in there, dude. I'm trying to stay, like, optimistic in the face of, like, these final three games, but it's getting harder and harder, and I don't want to feel myself getting, like, more twisted and jaded as the season goes on. Yo, man, I'm so disappointed. <laughs> I got to <laughs> laugh. I'm just so disappointed. So, oh, it was so frustrating. So frustrating. You, you know, Zach, I thought... Didn't do bad, but he didn't do good. But uh, mm. I got to say, nobody's talking about the running game. Usually when we don't run more than 100 yards, we don't win. And I'm yeah, starting I mean, to realize that, boy, what a big blow it was to lose Brees Hall. Oh, yeah. Between Brees and AVT, I mean, we have been on a skid ever since we we lost both of them. And we got very lucky that Brees scored the touchdown in the Denver game that he did because we should have one more loss to our name because of how poorly we performed in that game overall. And to an extent, as much as like we say like, oh, when we rush for over 100 yards, you uh, you win the game. Part of that has to do with the Jets leading and having the to run to run out the clock and that's where some of that comes from when you're you know trailing or losing you're not going to run the ball the way you need to and it doesn't keep the, yeah, the other team's defense off balance when you, you know, have to throw you're going to be in more pass rush situations so uh yeah you're right it's kind of a double you know i don't know if you see it but i think mike lafleur lafleur is regressing i i don't know enough about like setting up a defense and the play calls that were made and the routes that are selected based on previous plays to to really like know whether that is correct or not because when I look at him I'm still I'm looking at the receivers and they are running wide open like this is the best I've seen like Zach Wilson has the worst completion percentage for receivers that are like more than three yards away from their defender it's like something insane and the Jets have, have been really good at it yeah, you know, Zach, once again, I think it's his mechanics. Uh, he can't seem to make the short pass. He's great with the long pass. Mm -hmm. And it seems like he just can't do it in the pocket. He gets rattled. He's got to be on the move like Russell Wilson or Steve Young was, you know, in their mm -hmm. heyday, you know, moving around a lot in the pocket. But in this league, you have to balance it out. You have to be both or – if you can't run, you got to be great in the pocket. So mm -hmm. I don't know, man. I just don't know if Zach Wilson's our future. Uh, to be honest, Ryan, mm -hmm. I don't think he is. Yeah, Sadly. gut gut feeling, like gun to my head, I'm saying I'm bailing on Zach. I mean, because of the contract, I'm not bailing on him. Like, they're, like the, I think you hold on to him because the worst-case scenario is he's just not a good quarterback and he's your third-string guy that at least has some athletic upside. 
But like, this looks like a painful. I, this looks yeah. rough. <laughs> I, I don't like that this is how we're talking about our quarterback right now because I thought I saw him when we were drafted. And I'm thinking this guy's got insane arm talent. He's yeah. got insane physical gifts. Like I think he's the most physically gifted quarterback we've ever seen as a New York Jet, and he just can't yep. put together the easy stuff. Like if he was able to do the easy things and he couldn't figure right. out the hard stuff, you could live with that. But like him not being able to do the easy things is the part that makes everything so oh, much man. more frustrating. Joe, thank you so hey, much for the call. You have been ejected from the cockpit. Sorry, I ejected you kind of fast, so I don't know if I, <laughs> I let you finish your thought process there. Uh, all right, guys, on the call-in line, we got King, Lowski, V-Man, Cassidy, and Bobby in that order. So hang in there tight. King, how you doing tonight? Welcome to the cockpit. Ryan, I appreciate it, man. Thank you for giving me a platform to vent, man, for the disgust I saw yesterday, man. Let me just start by saying, bro. Let me just start by saying, let me just start with the defense. That Mm -hmm. overrated fucking defense, bro. Are you Mm -hmm. kidding me? The pass rush, where were you? Sauce is is the next thing to Revis. Mm -hmm. They won't even throw his way. That's the mm-hmm. that's the brightest spot on our defense, man. Where oh, is yeah. the pass rush, bro? Are you kidding me? The, and yeah. then you let the slowest tight end probably in the NFL get a 51-yard touch. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me, bro? Let me start with Zach. Zach mm-hmm. was not the problem mm-hmm. yesterday. He, he actually played pretty good. Mm-hmm. But the easy looked hard. Why? Mm-hmm. Why are you overthrowing a guy five yards away from you, son? I do mm-hmm. not understand that, bro. What is going on, man? I still believe in this team because I'm a I'm a Jet fan. I've been a Jet fan since '93, so I'm not wavering on my team. I still think we can make the playoffs. But man, Thursday is a must win. No, mm-hmm. no mistakes can happen on Thursday, bro. We need a perfect game because this team is coming in hot and they are not playing because they are trying to make a playoff push. So, hey, man, ain't no excuses, bro. Ain't yeah, no you excuses. Gotta, you got to win this game. Like, you're, you're going up against Trevor Lawrence. You're in your own building. Right. You're getting a warm weather team that's got to come into a cold, hostile environment. We need it more than they need it. Like, this is like all hands on deck. The Jets have to get through this game because if we get through this game, we got a 10-day stretch of being off. Like that's a mini buy. We can get healthy. If you can get through this game, I'm confident Mike White will be back for the final two games. Yes, sir. Last thing, Ryan, the mm-hmm. special teams. Let Ugh. me say this about the special teams. I, I really don't believe that it was man's fault. I believe our defense put us in that position to where, yep. uh, I, mean, I, I, I mean, at the end of the day, man, you have got to hold the the Lions, man. You can't tell me we don't have a better defense than them, man. Mm-hmm. Man has got to do better. We had, I mean, this is just mind-blowing, bro. It is mm-hmm. mind-blowing. The special teams have to, we have two touchdowns on us this year. There has only been three touchdowns on punt returns in the NFL this season. Two is we on us, bro. We're in first place. We, we're leading Ryan. the category. We've done it. Oh, my we have, God. We're leading the NFL in punt return touchdowns for the me, wrong bro. reason. 
<laughs> King Larson, thank you so much for the call, brother. You have been ejected from the cockpit. Oh, all right. You guys know him. We got V-Man up. V-Man, how you doing tonight? Brutal. Hello? Right? Oh, yeah. You're here. <laughs> I'm talking to you. How you doing, V-Man? Uh, I didn't notice you for a second. Sorry, I was just, just practicing a little bit of my guitar. But, yeah, no, that was a brutal loss. Like I said, the only saving grace is, like I said, we find... We finally don't have to ever hear Patriots fans mutter butt fumble ever again. Uh, I don't know about that. I, don't, I still think the butt fumble is more embarrassing because the term butt is in it. <laughs> but I do think that play that they had yesterday was far more detrimental to anything compared to where the Jets were with the butt fumble. No, that's worse. It's like you had to do nothing and you go into overtime. You had a chance. The Jets were not going to win that Thursday night game as much as – Mm-hmm. As much as they're never going to win that game. Mm-hmm. But, you know, look. Also this. I want, I want to ask this question. So I was thinking about putting a song to that. So what do you think? Okay. Uh, Tunes or Benny Hill? I heard uh, <laughs> someone sent me a link. Or no, maybe I saw it. It could have been Reddit. It was like I, I added music to the Patriots highlights so they would be happy. And it was like. And it's like, the, like you know, the campy kind of like running around oh it's it was nice to see that i like i you guys know masterwork he's hopped on this channel a few times and like he like ripped into the jets fans for losing of the lines and like watching that patriot loss was a thing of beauty like there's there's what is seven wonders of the world that's the eighth (laughs) that was amazing thoroughly enjoyed that or eight wonders of the world that's the ninth one yeah, no, like I said, yeah, but the thing is, look, whether or not that game was frustrating, like, I really don't know what to think about with Zach. I mean, look, end of the day, he did give you a lead. You did blow it, and you mismanaged the clock. I think he, he, needs to play, he needs to get the easy stuff down. Look, whatever happens this year, look, we're trending in the right direction. That's the most important thing. Oh, yeah. No, I think so, too. I think there's definitely uh, hope for the future. It's just frustrating for this season based on where we were at and the monumental collapse that we have had so far. I know. It's, it, it sucks. Like, look, it sucks. But, look, I know it sucks. It, it's just painful. Like, I, I would like to see them turn around. I don't know how plausible it's going to be. Mm-hmm. You know what? If they do turn it around, I will perform it. I will completely perform House of the Rising Sun if they turn around and make the playoffs. <laughs> you don't think we can go on a run here, Jacksonville, Seattle, Miami? You don't think we're winning three in a row? Well, you want me to? You want me to be honest? Nope. You're, You're out. out of here. <laughs> Sorry, B man. Love you, brother, but you are out of here. All right. Up next, we've got Cassidy. Cassidy, welcome to the cockpit. How you doing, brother? I'm I'm doing um, good. Other than that loss, man. Ugh brutal right it's just but but, um you know i'm trying to look uh look optimistic for uh thursday man so we'll see what we can do and the thing and the crazy thing is um it wasn't zach's fault so nobody can sit there and say oh it's his fault it's all his fault we lost Uh, i wish they would have said hey zach do you feel like the defense let you down at the end of the game (laughs) 
<laughs> that I would have been I really would have enjoyed that question. That would have been funny. And then like just piss on a hornet's nest. He's just like, oh yeah, I think they let us out. Or oh no, I didn't think they let us out. I, that would have been a really good question. I can't believe we didn't I get felt, to see that. I felt like we could hold them too. So I was like, just just don't let them get a touchdown. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Field goal, anything else, just not a touchdown. And then obviously they give it to the slowest guy. And he's 50 scores. yard touchdown. You you filter your Madden players by slowest 40 time or slowest speed rating, and it's that guy that shows up. And it's that's absurd, man. That's who scores the so, fucking touchdown. And then at, and then on top of that, you know, Robert Sala's not even calling timeout when we got the ball with three timeouts. I'm like, what are you doing, you moron? Mm-hmm. If, yep. We could have probably had three more plays if he was using those timeouts properly and would have if been. If he in used like, it wisely, there there was one play after the Garrett Wilson 10-yard catch that, like, I think we ran off, like, 20 seconds there. It was, like, like brutal. Like, every second is yeah. so much more valuable than losing a down. Like, the for even if they challenged the play, I don't remember if it was on third down or fourth down, but whatever it was, uh, second down or third down. But, like, at least if you lose a down, you still have more time. The time is so much more important. 100%, dude. And then on top of that, you know, people are getting mad at Zach and, and Mike White. I'm like, okay, First of all, the offensive line is literal trash. Like, mm-hmm. that's the reason Mike White is injured. And then look at Zach. Zach yeah. steps back. Zach doesn't even get the step back. He gets the snap, and he's already under pressure about to get sacked. Oh, dude, it was, like, immediately getting abused. Like, every, every time he was trying to, like, take a five- or seven-step drop, uh-huh. just, like, pressure coming up the middle, pressure coming off that's the edges. That's why he has like, to roll out. The rollouts work so good mm-hmm. for him because – the 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 so much pressure well i think uh, it also eliminates half the field of vision right like i I mean even it it was weird because he'd roll out to the side and then he'd throw the opposite side of the field which like three or four times yesterday but like makes the hard look easy it right like it's weird it's like like i love that he makes the hard look easy that's what exactly what you want in a franchise quarterback but you got to hit the easy shit too like Mm -hmm. that's what's driving me up a fucking wall he's 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 clearly got talent dude and yes if if he had a few more years to actually sit back and develop, he I think he would be really good. But I think for now, Mike White is the best choice. So I want to ask you this real quick: like, do you think? Let's say we go into the off season, and yeah. Mike White has a bidding war for him in some capacity. I don't know what the number would be, but let's say Mike White is too rich for the Jets to be able to bring back. Yeah, would you endorse a quarterback that holds down the fort for a year? And then us to go back to Zach Wilson, or would you want to try and find someone that could be the franchise guy instead of Zach Wilson? Like, how? Where are you on that kind of spectrum? Man, that's a tough one because I would just say go and pay for Mike White because we know he can play good. Like we've seen mm-hmm. those three games, he he made the easy look easy, and mm-hmm. he kept us in games because I'm telling you, dude, if he wouldn't have got injured in that Buffalo game and mm-hmm. stayed in the entire game, I think we could have won it because look at those that mm-hmm. Flacco fumble. And yep. then everything went downhill from there, dude. Yeah, I completely so. agree. I, I think I think you win that game, and then you probably win yesterday's game. Like I think there's hundred percent. There's no reason to think that Zach or that Mike White wouldn't have had three hundred yards. It just would have been a different three hundred yards than what Wilson got. Exactly. Like, I think you're looking at those those long bomb passes that were like 50-50 balls that guys had to run back for. Mike White's probably yeah. not throwing those, so he's not getting the long chunk plays. So yeah, maybe yeah. he's looking closer to like eight yards per attempt as opposed to Zach Wilson's like fourteen or whatever it was. But um, but but uh, lastly, I was gonna say, um, mm-hmm. you know, people want to sit there and complain about the quarterback, but it doesn't matter who the heck you have a quarterback. If your offensive line cannot block your quarterback, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who it is. 
So, I mean, mm -hmm. you could have the best guy in the world and he's going to look like trash if you your offensive line can't block and he's going to end up injured like Mike White. So, completely agree. Offensive line. Can, could yeah. not agree with you more. The offensive line, it, it's amazing how this game came down to the trenches on both sides. They had yeah. the best offensive line in the league or like a top three unit in the league. We couldn't get a sack. That was a yeah. huge issue. On the other side of the ball, their defensive line abused our offensive line. Like, that was the game. The entire game was that. Yeah. I think if, if we would have had Quentin Williams, it would have made a massive difference, though, dude. Massive difference. 100%. I, I think Quinn I think just that made would himself. Make a big difference if there was any hesitation on, on paying Quinnen, yesterday's game and not having him was all the yeah. justification you needed to write that $20 million a year check yeah. and send it his way. Do it. 100%. That's, a, that's the thing. And especially because he's young. It's better, like, remember when we went out and we spent all that money on, um, what's his name, uh, from the Steelers? Oh, my gosh. He, he went and did uh, YouTube boxing. Oh, um, <laughs> Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> yeah, and then he was trapped. Love me some Le'Veon Bell. It just didn't work out. Yeah, exactly. Like, instead of, like, go in and get these guys, because, you know, they get their check and then they just suck or they get lazy. You know, get the guys <laughs> that are young, seriously. And, yeah. um, I, I hear you, I brother. I think that's the way. What's that? I said, I hear you, brother. Dude, I'm frustrated. It's it, it's frustrating because you see all the free agents that the Jets have brought in over the course yeah. of the last few years. And it's like, man, how many didn't work? How many draft picks didn't work? Like the fact that Quinn and mm -hmm. Williams is going to be the first player that we signed to a second contract that was drafted in the first round since yeah. Muhammad Wilkerson is bad. <laughs> that is yeah, I, ugly. I, mean, I, think, I think the positive, though, is so good because you think about it, um, you know, if we – Say we don't make the playoffs this year, even though I'm trying to be optimistic, I think we have a good chance at winning out because these games mm -hmm. are a lot easier mm -hmm. than the last few. <laughs> um, we uh, go into next season, we have a healthy Brees Hall. We can, uh, you know, maybe get some more offensive linemen. Everybody else is going to come back healthy, and we can figure out the whole quarterback situation. You know, mm -hmm. so I, I think I think it's looking good for next year, man. Dude, I hope so. I got my fingers crossed. I think there's a lot of hope going into next year, and yeah. Joe Douglas is going to have a lot of questions when it comes to this Super Bowl-caliber mm -hmm. roster and the quarterback position. Cassie, thank you so much for the call. Yeah. You have Thanks, been ejected from the here. cockpit. All right, up next we got Bobby. Bobby, how you doing tonight? How you doing? I'm hanging in there, having myself a little bit of fun talking to you guys while I'm trying to figure out just what the deal is with our Jets. Well, you're awesome. Well, I told you I cheer for the Jets. I'm a Giant fan. I'm sorry, but I do cheer. That's nah, all Jets. right. But I agree with that guy. You know, uh, just talk to you, Casey. Casey. Mm -hmm. He said, "Don't pay the high, uh, you know, the all the people like we have with Galilee. He can't catch anything. We pay him." Yeah, the Galilee contract for the for the Giants has been brutal for them. Yeah, it's horrible. But I think the Jets could win all three of the last games. Jaguars, Seattle, and Miami. You already mm -hmm. beat Miami, remember? Sure. That was the third string quarterback, though. We knocked out Teddy Bridgewater on the first play of the game. So, like, yeah, but two. Uh, yeah, <sighs> but we, the Jet, Jet, I think the Jets defense could get after him. He's like I hope so. I don't yeah. think Miami's offensive line is anything to write home about. And I also don't think they're. Uh, their pass rush is legit, and I think that's going to cause us some problems. I think yeah. with Chubb and with um, uh, who's their other guy, they got like uh, two really good edge rushers coming off the edge, and I I, I don't have a ton of faith that we're going to be able to block them effectively.
Yeah, like the New York Giants offensive line, <laughs> Neil. <laughs> well, at least we won our game yesterday. We're so happy. So, yeah, um, and I think, you know, you have a shot to win all three last games, I think. Jacksonville got lucky mm-hmm. against the Cowboys. Did you see that game yesterday? I did. I saw that. That The, uh, the NFL is second Crazy. to none when it comes to sporting events and yeah. the parody that goes on with the entirety of the uh the league in general like it feels like you have are you you have the number one and number two picks in the draft yeah in contention for the playoffs this year in the jaguars and lions and the number fourth pick and number fifth pick in the jets and giants are both currently like a game out of the playoffs or currently in the playoffs like that's what's so fascinating yeah we won yesterday so we're in the playoffs oh yeah yeah so, um, did you see that game against Minnesota Vikings? I did. Do you believe who the quarterback was for the Colts? So, I mean, you're, you're talking about Matt Ryan? Yeah, what happened to him in another game that the Patriots, remember that game? Look, I think Matt Ryan is totally washed. I think he's he's not yeah, the quarterback he, he was, you know, was. a few years back. But they... <coughs> A guy thirty-three points over Minnesota Vikings. Defense. Oh yeah, I mean, look, it's it's the the Jets should have been able to score more points than the than the Vikings. We yeah, had the I, opportunity to do so. There was all those little like fractions of an inch, uh, or fractions of a foot, I guess, on a certain plays that the Jets were able to or not able to convert on that were super frustrating. Mm. But dude. I don't know what to make of it. I hope my Jets get it turned around. I hope we win the last three games. Like you said, brother, thank you so much for the call. You've been ejected from the Listen, You're out of here. (laughs) All right. I got Ethan, Sam, Alex, and then Ethan in just a second. Uh, I just want to bring some attention to a few super chats that just came in. Uh, Let me hit those real quick, and then we'll get get to your comments here. Uh, Sir Robin donated a $2 super chat, but didn't have anything attached to it. And then he had a $5 super chat that says Zach has the talent, but needs to be developed, developed by better coaches than he's had. It's always, that's, that's the chicken or the egg conversation, right? Like, is Zach a good quarterback or are the coaches good or are coaches bad at developing a quarterback? And is Zach Wilson talented just hasn't been developed. So for me, when I'm looking at everything in general, I'm saying, okay, Mike White looks like he's been developed unless you believe he was developed by Adam Gase and the Cowboys, I think there's some value in him being uh, on multiple rosters under multiple head coaches. And I think there, there is some validity to that. Um, But I would say that the, for me looking at how quarterbacks have performed with LaFleur and that is Flacco having success, Johnson having success, White having success, Pickett and Ritter both having success in the senior bowl on limited uh, in limited time, and I'm looking at Zach, and Zach appears to kind of be the consistent outlier there. So we'll see. I mean, I I do hope it's a coaching issue, and I hope we can bring in someone like maybe a Kurt Warner that could be his quarterback coach for next year, and maybe there's a shot the Jets can can revitalize this thing. But I don't know. I don't know how you roll into next season with Zach as your sole guy. Um, all right, I've got Eli on. What's up, Eli? How you doing tonight? Not too good because I do not think we're going to make the playoffs anymore. So, oh Eli, uh, should I eject you right now? You've been hanging out in the back for so long. I should just eject your ass right now. I'm just kidding. What's <laughs> talk to me? Why don't you think we could make it? 
We don't got a quarterback, man. Zach Wilson is atrocious. He's terrible. It, I I can't I can't take everyone defending him right now. I mean, I feel like we didn't watch the same game yesterday. Like mm-hmm. the bot, like stats without context are meaningless. The way I see, dude. It. I'm so like, glad you said that because I was like, I had a few people irate at me for my like upsetness at Zach Wilson. And I had to go back and I was like looking at some other content creators. I was like, am I totally off? Did I totally watch a different game? Like I didn't think Zach had a great game. Um, He's not the biggest reason we lost, but he did not have a good game. I think he was just okay. This is good like 10 games ago good. But like now it's like I need to see you performing well. And I don't know if I got that from him yesterday. I don't even know if he was okay, man. He missed so many easy throws and like people mm-hmm. say, like on that fourth and eighteen when he did that magical play to get us a fifty-eight yard field goal, right? That's what everyone says. He yep. he put us in a position to win the game at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, but he also put us in that fourth and eighteen. I mean, he mm-hmm. missed the Barrios touchdown, right? Like you remember that play when Barrios yep. uh, burnt the safeties? He completely overthrew that. Then he had Elijah Moore, like on mm-hmm. that third on the second down before that, for a massive game that he overthrew. Then yep. he took the sack on third down. I think it was third mm-hmm. down when he held the ball for like five seconds and he was doing that mm-hmm. all game long. And it's like people like he wasn't, he didn't throw five interceptions and lost, single handedly lost the games for us, but you mm-hmm. can't win games with quarterback play like that. I mean, mm-hmm. people blame the defense and listen, was the defense great? No, but the defense put us in a position to win that game. I mean, you held the, them to 13 points. You're telling me you can't score more than what? 20 points on the worst defense in the NFL. Yeah, right. I, and I do think it's I think the Lions are playing better than their ranking necessarily indicates. But I, I do think there is a, a real validity to what you're saying in terms of Zach Wilson and the erratic quarterback play. You can't win with quarterback play like that. You need to have at least consistency at the most important position on the field. I mean, yeah. And if we go into next year with him as the quarterback, I, I I'm going to lose it, man. I don't think we are, but. Mm-hmm. I really don't – we don't have any – I mean, I'm watching the football, the Monday Night Football game right now on my computer. Rodgers does not look that good, plus his money. Mm-hmm. Brady looks washed. Jimmy G's injury prone. I don't I – think, I think the best option, in my opinion, is re-sign mm-hmm. Mike White and then draft Anthony Richardson in the second round to sit behind him. You and I have been talking about Anthony Richardson for a while. I don't know – the last few mock drafts I've seen, he's like borderline top 10. I think I – think Mc- uh McShay had him at 10 or 12 if I'm not mistaken and that's a little rich for me I don't want to I don't want to pull the trigger on quarterback in the first round unless they're like really confident Zach is not the guy but I think that completely plummets anything you have as far as trade value with him um if you draft a quarterback in the second or third round I think he can play it off as like hey we don't know if Mike White's gonna be here next year we still want Zach to be the guy we need a backup quarterback we're gonna let this kid develop and see what happens Richardson's the one that I think is is interesting because he does have all those physical gifts, like you said. But I don't know if he's the guy based on like the throwing capacity he has. He's not going top ten, man. I, I I'll tell you what, I don't think he's going top ten. And he's the only quarterback that personally I would draft because I'm mm-hmm. not really a fan of any of the other quarterbacks. I'm trying to like Bryce Young is super small and he I don't think at the NFL level like he's gonna have mm-hmm. a lot of injury issues. I feel like like what we're seeing Kyler. I think he's mm-hmm. literally Kyler Murray again. And it's sort of like he's towards ACL. He keeps getting injuries. CD mm-hmm. Stroud has processing issues and is bad under pressure. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. We, that's what we have with Zach Wilson. 
Will Levis to me is Zach Wilson 2.0. I will not touch him with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then and then you have Richardson. I really like his upset. He's 6-4, and I know I know short quarterbacks work, but I mean, what, we took the short quarterback and watching Trevor Lawrence, six foot six Trevor Lawrence, it, it just hurts going back at it at how we lost him. Imagine, imagine with Trevor Lawrence where we'd be right now. We would be. I know. We're I know. Bowl. That's we're what's contenders. so brutal. Like the the reaction that I had, I actually got on a Jacksonville radio because of how distraught <laughs> I was. Jacksonville was playing my fucking clip. They're like, the Jet fans don't know how to react. They they just beat the Rams. They lost out on Trevor Lawrence, and I'm like, you got like this is this was everything we needed. And last year, I'm hoping and praying. I'm like, okay, Trevor Lawrence looks awful. Urban Meyer terrible. Like we got the guy. We got Zach Wilson. He'll be fine. Urban Meyer's gone. Trevor Lawrence starts taking off the last half of the year. Zach Wilson plummeting down. Uh, but then I look at, like, for me, if I'm going hindsight, I'm looking at Zach and I'm saying, okay, if I were to do it again, I would say I'm still trading Sam. I would not draft Zach. I would trade back for Jimmy Garoppolo in the big trade up for them to get Lance or Zach or whatever. That's the play, I think. Hindsight 2020. I disagree. What I'm doing is, first of all, I just wanted to make it clear. Mm-hmm. I know there's no record of this, but I was super anti-Zach before the draft. I, I was. I you and I talked about very, it. I know there's record. Yes. Well, there may not be record, but you and yes. I talked about this. I yes. remember it. I pushed, I pushed very hard for Fields over Wilson. And I said all the issues with he, he went up against COVID schedule. BYU had the best O-line for the conference. Sure. He faced no pressure. I said that he doesn't really have to process anything. And I said, Mm -hmm. he just throws it up all the time. And all of those were correct. And as much as it hurts, it's like I said, and listen, I'm not the biggest Fields fan right now. I don't think Mm. quarterbacks win with with 1,000 rushing yards. I don't really think that's a quarterback position. But then again, imagine even with Fields, man, we would be so much better. We'd be like 11-3 and right now with Fields. So Fields is an interesting one for me because if he can figure out how to throw the ball, I would feel confident that we made the wrong selection. Right now, I think you could say you made the wrong selection because of how Zach has performed, but I don't necessarily believe Fields is like a some great quarterback. And I, if you watch the uh, the live stream we did for the Clemson-Ohio State game when, when Fields was just getting blasted by Clemson players left and right. Like, this dude showed a ton of grit. I was like, that's my quarterback. Like, dude, I'm all amped up on it. Like, I was all about it. And uh, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have hated the Justin Fields pick. I do I, – I understand why people were concerned because of the Ohio State offense and everyone looks good in it and, you yeah. know, is he processing things fast enough? I think those are still valid questions, but I think they built an offense around him similar to Lamar Jackson where you can win with that style of offense, and I don't know – if that necessarily happens with this coaching regime here, because it doesn't seem like they're super flexible on their game plan. But Eli, thank you so much for the call. You've been ejected from the cockpit. <laughs> You're out of here. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna burn through these calls uh, right here, so I'm not gonna take any more. But we're gonna do Sam, Alex, Ethan, and Omar. You guys will be our final four to round out the show. So Sam, welcome to the cockpit. Hey Ryan, how's it going tonight? I am hanging in there. I'm trying to stay positive, even though it's getting uh, more and more grim for our playoffs. Yeah. Um, I mean, I woke up. It was just a normal, you know, non-victory Monday that I'm used to <laughs> over the past few years. Right. Um, it seems like this is getting to be a consistent trend for our team for the last 20 years or so. Probably even yeah. longer than that, but I know what you're saying. I mean, lines are 
Lions are a good football team. They're playing hot. So, I mean, I'm not super down about the loss, but sure. the biggest thing to me is we play this bend-don't-break style defense. Mm-hmm. The one time we needed us, or it was either, you know, we're getting the stop three and out, or, you mm-hmm. know, they're going down the field, getting to the 20-yard line, kicking a field goal. Mm-hmm. This is the one time the defense broke, and mm-hmm. the dam just, the dam burst, and downhill from yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, do you think... I? I really think if we can find a way to win against the Jaguars, if there's some hope, you know, Zach just has strings together a few good drives, the defense plays lights out, whatever it is, if we're if we get Quinn and back and we can find a way to win, I'm confident we're going to get White back the following week. I think with the 10 days off, I think that'll be enough time for him to find some doctor that'll clear him. Do you think if Zach plays absolutely lights out on Thursday? You know, like a 52-yard rushing touchdown, mm-hmm. 350 yards, three touchdowns, 75% complete completion percentage. They throw him in against Seattle in the next game, or do, do they stick with Mike White? If if Zach has a game where he's like 350-plus, three touchdowns, no interceptions, um, even without the rushing. But let, let's say he gets like 20 yards rushing. The rushing touchdown, you know, is a callback to last year's game. Where he yeah, had that yeah, yeah, like... like, like <laughs> Yeah, maybe he gets something where it's like, oh, you know, he he gets a few clutch first downs or something along those lines. I think you would have a very hard time taking him out based on that stat line. Um, I would say if you see a game similar to what we saw yesterday, there's no way he starts if White's healthy. I I don't think he's played well enough to keep his job. I think you need a game like he played against Tampa Bay last year. Agreed. That, I think him. I think that was one of his best games of the year. Same with the Jacksonville game. I think both yeah. were really good for him. And to answer your uh, your uh, your question earlier, the other edge on uh, Miami was Jordan Phillips. There Number it is. 15. I was I was I'm like I'm Jordan thinking Phillips, of it. Yeah. I was like I was like it's something with a P, and I'm not getting it right now. I'm throwing out like other names in my head. And I'm like not going to say it out loud. Got <laughs> to screw up. They got a filthy front four, or at least like oh, yeah. a filthy edge rush in that front four. I mean, I'm just I'm just hopeful. You know, Thursday they can you know get their shit together. Special mm-hmm. teams, you know, clamps down. Brain man mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, punt like he's a three-year-old. And then, you know. Ugh. He's he's on my shit list right now. <laughs> I'm not, not a big brain man fan as we speak. He needs to go. Brother, thank you so much for the call. You're you have been here. ejected from the cockpit. Uh, all right, we got Alex. Alex, how you doing tonight? Alex, can you hear me? Welcome. To the cockpit. Alex, you there? All right, Alex, I'm hanging up. Sorry. All right, we're moving on to Ethan. Ethan, welcome to the cockpit. How you doing tonight, brother? Ethan going once. Ethan going twice. All right, Ethan's gone. All right, I do have... Oh, Alex, you were just there. Alex, if you pop back in, I'll, I'll answer you. I saw you in there. Uh, all right, I'm going to Omar. Omar, how you doing tonight, brother? Hey, can you hear me good? Yeah, I can hear you good. I just want to let Alex know that... that oh, he's back out again. I was going to say I'll answer him after you. <laughs> Omar, how you doing tonight? Oh, man, you know what? After that New England disaster, I'm feeling a lot better, actually. That, that was... That was something. I thought that game was... I wasn't watching any of the games, and then I was informed about the New England thing. I was like, what, what happened? And I went and watched it, and I said, 
right? <laughs> it's it's one of those and things so, where it's like, oh man, we're gonna if we back into the playoffs, almost like 2009 with Sanchez and Rex, like, oh, we're eliminated, and then you see like these weird fluke things happen. You're like, oh wait, well we kind of so, have a shot again. So I woke up this morning exactly like. So you're saying mm-hmm. there's a chance. So you're <laughs> saying there's a chance. I love. So that. listen. Yeah. So listen. Um. Uh. So the question, right? Thoughts on the loss to the Lions? Listen. You can mm-hmm. say this. This is what you could say. Blank was the reason we lost yesterday. And insert whatever you want. Seriously. Yeah, I agree. A, I think. Was, I think it, that's it, fair. It I think team, you could say every part of the team. Loss. team. There, yeah, I think team it was loss. a team loss more than any other team, team loss. loss in the in the season. Right, and I think that uh, I thought Zach had a pretty solid game. It's really, uh, and I keep uh, solid keeps harping at this. You know, the the handful of bad plays that Zach has had that he gets killed for, like really killed for, and it almost kills the entire body of work. I think Zach had a pretty solid game yesterday. I haven't seen this mentioned mm-hmm. anywhere. He threw to seven mm-hmm. receivers yesterday. Does anybody realize that? I did. I'll Mims. be honest. I did not he really. Threw, he, threw, he threw to both tight ends. He threw to Mims, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore. He threw to uh, um. Braxton he actually Barrios threw it to and eight, Jeff eight, and Jeff, eight yeah. different people. He, he, it was Garrett exactly. Wilson, Jeff Smith, Elijah Moore, C.J. Uzama, Michael Carter, yes. Braxton Barrios, Denzel Mims, yes. Tyler Conklin. Eight guys yeah. that he threw it to. Yeah, I mean that's progress right there. There's, there's. Sure. I know that the progress that we want to see is not there as far as. But guess what? Mm-hmm. Here's another 300 yard game, two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. There is progress there. Now I am a little bit worried about Jacksonville. Someone, I swear, mm-hmm. some of these five and eight teams—they're playing like they're freaking ten and two. I mean, it's like what, 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 what has gotten into Detroit and some of these teams? We thought the the beginning of the schedule was the hard part. It's actually mm-hmm. this last part that's been t- tough for us. Is some of these teams playing better than their record? I know Detroit's defense isn't good, but they're playing better as of late than the statistics tell you. Mm-hmm. So yeah. no, I completely um, agree. They, I th- the, yeah, no, 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 I think no, if, I, I, think, I think the first half I think of the our season player chances is, are good if we win this game. Yeah, I agree. I, I think the the beginning part of the schedule was vastly uh, overrated based on how teams performed. Like the uh, we got lucky versus the Browns. There's no two ways around that. The the Ravens and Bengals losses were you know those made sense. Steelers, you got to win that game against a Mitch Trubisky or rookie Kenny Pickett. We wound up sneaking by in that game. You beat a third string quarterback against uh, in Miami or you know at home first Miami. You have Aaron Rodgers, who looks like, you know, straight up dog shit. He's been horrible all season game. long. He looks so bad. Then you go up against a backup quarterback in Denver, and thank God you have Brees Hall and AVT for at least like a quarter and a half because they got you enough points to to flounder the rest of the season. Uh, or flounder the rest of the game and still sneak out a win. And then ever since then, you have both Patriot games that were losses. You got, I don't want to say you got lucky versus the Bills, but at Josh Allen threw two very uncharacteristic interceptions in that game that were not close to anyone. And they missed a field goal in perfect weather. Like the Jets needed a lot of things to break for we, that we didn't game to mis- go our way. We didn't make any mis- We didn't make mistakes. They made mistakes. That was a difference. Sal is correct. Yep. And, the second, and then in the second meeting with the, the Bills. Time. Yeah. Yep. In the second meeting with the Bills. And I don't put this on Mike White. I don't. We just made mistakes. And yep. it's a team thing. So the last thing I'll say is that I think we've got to keep rolling with Zach. I don't think we should have ever started him as a rookie, but it's almost like Pandora's box. Once you open it, you kind of can't close it until you find out what's inside of it. So I, I want to keep, I want to stick with Zach. And I, I'll, so I'll just say that. And thanks, Ryan, for taking my call. Before you leave, don't leave yet. I see you right yes. there. <laughs> let's let's say, okay, you want to stick with Zach. Are, is Zach your starter for next year, or are you bringing in competition? Who are you kind of looking at, or is it is Zach the guy? 
Well, when you look at the veteran market right now, it's it's really not good. And I think mm -hmm. part of that is due to this, like what Sala said today, instant coffee. We want things to happen right away. So the mm -hmm. veteran market is getting dried up because guys aren't getting to where Mike White is to where they can be in their fifth year. They're getting washed out, you know, pretty fast. There's too much pressure on first and second round quarterbacks. So mm -hmm. we, sh we, we, could, we should bring in someone competent. My fear mm -hmm. with Mike White is that he might get a crazy offer for some cr from some crazy desperate team like the Houston Texans or something like that because mm -hmm. of the Deshaun Watson contract and give Mike White like, I don't know, $15 million a year and fully guaranteed or something, some nonsense like that to where the Jets can't match it. Because Mike White coming back with Zach Wilson, that could be a good quarterback competition. But one, one way or the other, I don't know how to mm -hmm. answer your question, Ryan, other than to say Zach should still be on the team next year. There's no reason to give up on him. Yeah, I look, I'll, I'll be very clear. I do want Zach on the team next year. The only reason I would trade him next season is because he has become toxic to the locker room, which I don't believe is, uh, I don't want to say it's not in the cards, but I, I don't think that is his demeanor. I think he would have to do something by accident, kind of stupid, that would make everyone completely turn on him. Like, I don't think they think he's a bad guy. I think it's just he's not the quarterback right now. Um, with Mike White, I do want to bring him back. I'm curious to see if they think Joe Douglas has had a pretty good pulse on the operation and on, on free agent contracts. So if Joe Douglas determines, hey, Mike White could fetch a large multi-year deal, he needs to franchise tag or transition tag Mike White and trade him if you think he's worth that much. Because I do think this offense can operate with his level of play. And I think you play the 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 sort of game of, okay, is Jimmy G going to be a free agent? Because if I'm looking at Jimmy G as a free agent, if he leaves San Francisco and you have Jimmy G and you have Mike White, I would prefer Mike White 10 times out of 10. But if he's going to say, hey, I want the $25, 35000000 million, then I'm going to totally like, you know, pass on him and go to the next quarterback. I'll try to find someone else. I do think Tannehill winds up getting cut. I don't think you can win a Super Bowl with him necessarily. I think if you have to rely on his arm, you're probably screwed. I would say of the quarterbacks that are going to hit the open market that most intrigue me, it's Mike White. And then after Mike White, it's Gardner Minshew. Like for me, Gardner Minshew is a very interesting situation. He got traded from Jacksonville after Urban Meyer gets there, selects just uh, Trevor Lawrence. Clearly, he's not the future in Jacksonville with, you, with the generational talent at the number one overall pick. He gets traded to Philadelphia. He thinks he's going to be competing with Jalen Hurts. Hurts has the leg up on him because he gets traded in August. Hurts, Hurts is hurt right now. MVP. Hurts is hurt right now, yes. Has an MVP caliber season. Minshew's sitting behind him. Now Minshew is in line to start versus the, yeah. the, the Cowboys. Jets fans need to pay attention to this Cowboys game against the Jaguars, or uh, sorry, against the Philadelphia Eagles, because if he has himself a good game and he looks the part, you're looking at his last few starts as being like, okay, this guy knows what he's doing. And I think with the swagger he could bring to the Jets offense, and you look at his like touchdown to, to interception ratio. Let me pull up his, uh, his wiki real quick. So one uh, thing I will say is your best ability is availability. And Jimmy uh -huh. G keeps getting hurt, and I love Corey well, Davis. He keeps getting hurt too, and yep. I think so. We might have, we might also be in the market for another receiver, a big body receiver as well. So there's a number of things that we can do I, to improve the team, specifically on the O line and the D line. That's where we need to start and go backwards from there. But I think, yeah. no matter what, Zach should still be on the team. We can't give up on him. I know there are some fans mm -hmm. that 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 for whatever reason they hate him. I don't know what the guy mm -hmm. did to you. All he's done is bust his ass to get into the NFL, like so many other players. 
So mm -hmm. I, I don't know anything about the toxicity in the locker room. I think he's a good guy. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, you're bringing up the Gardner Minshew thing. Yeah. So Gardner Minshew, uh, right now his career NFL statistics, he, his touchdown to interception ratio, 41 touchdowns to 12 interceptions, 6,003 yards, 93.9% passer rating. He has 517 rush yards, one rushing touchdown. This cat has a swagger about him. And I think he thought he was going to win the starting job in Philadelphia. And Jalen Hurts just played to an MVP caliber level. And that's his worst detriment. This guy hasn't hit the open market yet. Like I, this is Joe Douglas has an inside track on Philadelphia because that's where he came from prior to joining the jets. And I trust his judgment, whether he decides to go for Gardner or pass on Gardner because of the relationships he made in Philadelphia. Uh, Ryan, the last thing I'll say is I want a team that's competitive year in and year out for the next 10 years. And I think we have a lot of pieces in place for that foundational pieces. So yep. whoever the quarterback is needs to be that answer. I don't know if Gardner Minshew is sustainable because, and the reason I say that is because you look at guys like Tua and others where they've mm -hmm. kind of, the league has kind of figured out their offense and their scheme. Mm -hmm. I think once Zach figures out the mental with the physical, because he's got the courage that could mm -hmm. make him a you know a dynamic quarterback that can make him very hard to stop. Whereas Minshew, Mike White, and those guys have limitations. But mm -hmm. I, I like where you're going here. I'm not I'm not knocking it. I think all mm -hmm. ideas are valid until they're not. And I have mm -hmm. nothing bad to say about Mike White. So let's see yeah. what happens. Fingers crossed. We're all Jet fans in the end. We're rooting for anyone that's wearing the green and white. Omar, thank you so much for the call. You have been ejected you're out of here. from the cockpit. Boys and girls, it has been a lot of fun talking with you tonight. I have felt the pulse of the Jets fan base. I'll be back here tomorrow, 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock, for our live uh, Talking Jets panel. I hope all of you are here hanging out with us. If you are heading out of this stream, make sure you hit that like button if you enjoyed what you saw here tonight, if you enjoy this kind of thing. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I like doing the call-in show. Always fun. Boys and girls, let me know your thoughts in the comment section down below. And as always, go Jets!